Happy Alien Day, everyone. This is the Nightmares Podcast. Three Chicago filmmakers talking about everything horror. Zach, today's a very special day, as I just mentioned. Alien Day. Why is today Alien Day? Well, are you familiar with a planet called LV-426? Yes, that is the planet from the Predator movies, if I'm not mistaken. I'm gonna fucking stab you. (laughs) (laughs) Holy... But yes, I, I am familiar with the planet. Okay, good. At least we have that established. Is that where the 90 Boffins died? I'm gonna stab. Oh my god, Mark. (laughs) I figured I'd keep upping the ante. If they die within the next 24 hours, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. They deserve it. It was, it was, it was Zach. Oh my god, I hate you. Just, just, ugh. (laughs) What's everybody? We'll go around and uh, do our normal introductions after Zach's done having an aneurysm. I, of course, will be Mark Conway, co-founder of uh, Living Nightmares. Wow, what? Which, who am I co-founder of? And executive producer. Um, uh, along to my left is, of course, Mr. Zachary Smith. Hi. I'm with two bumbling morons who are trying to give me an aneurysm. Hey, I am not bumbling. Motherfucker. <laughs> Brandon, oh. <laughs> care for an introduction. <laughs> and of course, I'm Brandon Rakowski, co-creator of Loving Nightmares, head writer, director of photography, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, you could call it good, buddy. What? Well, just oh, sex, sex in such pain right now. Uh, <laughs> I live no regrets. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. Oh, and there goes uh, the microphone. Uh, uh, Man uh, down. Uh, microphone down. Sorry if your eardrums just uh. exploded. Our microphone setup still isn't the greatest, because uh, nope. we're amateurs when it comes to audio. We're video guys, not audio guys, so yeah. Even though a kid that's three years old knows how to set One this up. One of us isn't us. even a video guy. <laughs> if only you could Mark. see the smile on his face right now. Alright. Uh, so that being said, so, so I guess... yeah, this is our Alien Day special. Uh, we're pretty much devoting the majority of today's podcast to the Alien franchise, and at the end, uh, we this past weekend, we actually just wrapped filming episode two of Living Nightmares. Which was fun! It actually was. It actually was fun. Second day was fun. First day... Uh, um, First day had some interesting stories. Yes, it had it an did. interesting start to it, but we'll get to that. But yeah, I'm expecting this to be a very packed episode, because we all love the Alien franchise, and we all have a lot of stories from episode two set. Yes, we do. And then, of course, I'll be doing my uh, question of the podcast. I'm sure it'll have something to do with Alien. Um, uh, Freaking better. uh, I've had quite a few, um, everything else. It will not be pertaining to the Boffins that died. Um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Zach, it looks like he has severe heartburn. Yeah, we are recording this at 11.30 at night. Technically, we're recording this before it's Alien Day. But we want to capitalize on the one day out of the year that I consider a holiday, like one of very few days, because, you know, holidays just suck. Oh, don't let him fool you, folks. National Star Wars Day is just as important to him as this is. Like I said, one of the few. Yeah, so the um, so that being said, uh, obviously we'll get we'll, we'll uh, dive a lot in. And by the way, um, uh, I'm going to put a nice little spoiler uh, warning right here about all of the Alien movies. If you haven't seen the Alien movies, please, for the love of God, go see them. 
Except maybe three. No, three has its merits. I was going to say, all you, the movies except all the, for... All the original four have their merits. We'll, 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 get, we'll, get, we'll get into we'll that get in a few yeah. minutes. I'm just, I'm just ending. But, but obviously, these movies have been out for a very long time. You know, you should have already seen them. But 40 it, years. Wow. That's a yeah. really long freaking time. We're but on the 40th anniversary of Alien, which, which is amazing. We definitely have something we're going to be saying about that later. Um, particularly with the shorts that have been released. Um, we, we have some words about those. Yep. Uh, probably some more words than most people would. Oh, we, uh, we have a little bit more of an inside track than, than yeah. most people do. Uh, unfortunately, we were hoping to have a guest here tonight to talk about that, but unfortunately we couldn't make that happen. Um, but this is already going to be a very packed episode as it is. So so, so without further ado, let's... Let, let's start about the first movie? I, I absolutely... So we're just going to get right into the movies? Let's yeah, right into, right into the movies and everything else. Um, uh, the um, you know I think I'm going to have the least to talk about it. Um, I know that you guys are going to have the most to talk about it. Um, so I'll, I'll get a get cracking first. Sure. Um, I honestly think there's very, very few movies in my life that are perfectly structured... Uh, to me, it's Aliens. One of them. Um, uh, there, to me, there really isn't. Even with some of its problems, you know, um, uh, sometimes the dialogue gets a little janky here and there. That is because most of it was actually improved um, uh, and ad libbed, which I, which actually, in hindsight, is pretty fucking incredible. But from a plot perspective and a writing perspective, it doesn't stop. It doesn't let up, which I love. And it reminds me of the same story structure as, or at least the feeling I got when I watched Die Hard. It's very dun 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 dun. Beginning, middle, end. It stops for the. It stops for getting Bruce Willis in an air duct to get Tom Skerritt. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of a lighter, it's that little flamethrower. Flamethrower thing. I mean, you know, it it really is a uh, almost a perfectly. I know what I'll even make it a matter of fact. It is a perfectly structured film um it keeps you at the edge of your seat um it's quiet when it needs to be quiet it's loud when it needs to be loud um it's action-packed it's claustrophobic um obviously alien aliens has a lot more action but i i've never felt more claustrophobic and more willing to to turn around and look behind me uh, a lot more than i have with alien than i have with any other movie so it, it really is an action-packed movie. And by the way, um, I actually, I've seen this movie first before I watched The Thing. So and actually, funny enough, I watched Spaceballs before I watched <laughs> Alien. Oh, so I knew shit. what happened beforehand. And I never knew what the, what the, what the joke was pertaining to. And so, I mean, I, I had an idea. You know, people said, oh, that's from Alien. Like, oh, i kind of seen this you know, in clips. But it wasn't until I actually watched the movie and, and, and grabbed the full impact of that. And also, the, all the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, where they... The actors really didn't know what was going to happen with that chest Yeah, burst. they did not tell Veronica Cartwright. They, they didn't, certainly didn't know her. She's the one that gets the freaking blood splatter in her face. face. And then, you know, and there's actually a great behind-the-scenes story um, with... Um, with the, the uh, Wow, I cannot believe I'm having a, a brain fart. Um, uh, the, the lead actress, of course. Sigourney Scott, thank you. Good God. I'm, I'm shameful. Shame. Um, you should be ashamed. She, she's, <laughs> she was actually talking about the original writers. Um, uh, you know, they really didn't have much in contribution to the, the overall kind of finished 
completed script, but they did write that scene where the chest burst happens, and she remembered watching them, and actually reminded me of you, Zach. Um, they were they actually were the only people who put on raincoats, and they were <laughs> laughing hysterically and, and giggling like little girls over in the corner, waiting for this special effect to happen. And Scorny was like, "What are they doing over there? What? Why do they have raincoats on?" Um, and then obviously she knew, and and she was just taken aback about how joyful and how you know and how exhilarated they were to see what they imagined in their heads come to life. I mean, that's kind of you know at least all of all three of us have written um, written things, and it's pretty fucking cool to see what we've written actually either be performed on the stage or be yeah. performed and filmed. Like that was start. the original writer of Alien, uh, Dan O'Bannon. Um, the first movie he worked on, I believe he also wrote, was the um, John Carpenter's first movie, Dark Star. Oh, and okay. if you watch the three-hour making of documentary on the DVD and Blu-ray, he talks about how he was disappointed in that one because uh, the alien in that movie was literally just a giant beach ball. So mm-hmm. when he wrote Alien, he essentially, essentially what started, what became Alien started as he wanted to rewrite Dark Star as a horror movie rather than a comedy. Hmm. Which kind of goes back to what you said in our first episode. Comedy and horror are very, very close to each other. Oh, very much so. Beats, the, all the beats are the same. If you, it, it, Please go back to our first podcast if you want to hear me talk more about that. You know, it's all about the beats um, of, of horror movies and comedy and how they are similar in ways. So yeah, go back to our first one, you'll definitely be able to check it out. Yeah, but yeah, the special effects in Alien are amazing. Of course, it won an Oscar for it, deserved, deservedly so. Oh, absolutely. And um, this was in the late, this was 79. Shot in 78, I believe, released in 79. Yeah. Um, you know, these are visual effects that outdo a lot of modern movies by yeah. today's standards. And of course, Man in Suit, which works for me except for one shot. And I pointed this out to you. Yeah. Oh, it, yesterday. It, it's unavoidable. It is, it's unavoidable. It, 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 the that's probably the one scene in the movie that doesn't age well. No, the, the scene itself is great. It's the, so it's at the end where she blows no, the alien out into space, and it looks like a man in a suit. It, exactly. That's why I'm saying it yeah. doesn't age well because you know there was only so much they could have done with it at the time and with the budget. And I would arguably say there's one other. It, like, it, it's kind of ridiculous. So. In the uh, the air duct scene, mm-hmm. you know, what, pretty much when the alien, you know, comes and grabs the guy or whatever, he just throws his hands out like that with a fucking smile. It's just like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that? I th- I'm just that's that's the one thing I watch, and I'm just like, that is so adorably hilarious. <laughs> okay. It's yeah, also I mean, one of the contributing factors to why I do not consider that movie a horror movie. Hmm. You know, just sci-fi in general. It's hard for me to look at sci-fi as a horror. There's Cat. Well, you know those, Zach. I mean, you, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that about Dead Space. That's that's why that's part of the reason why Dead Space was so mind blowing to me. That was the first actual sci fi piece that ever was actually, you know, truly horrifying to me. You know, Alien is great and everything, and it has a lot of suspense. But until Alien Isolation, I've never looked at Alien as horror. Okay, and yet here you are talking about it on a horror podcast. Well, I know, but also I just take any excuse to talk about Alien in all honesty because yeah. Alien is just fucking amazing and one of the greatest franchises of all time, top three. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, 
Uh, let's see. What else do you guys want to talk about with um, this one? Because well, <laughs> my thoughts on the original Alien, I think it's sci-fi horror at its best. I've loved this movie ever since I was a kid. Um, I actually just watched the uh, 4K Blu-ray of it yesterday in preparation for this, and good lord, those effects hold up even better. Like the face hugger looks so much slimier and grosser in 4K than it ever has on Blu-ray, DVD, VHS. Um, yes, I, I've seen this movie on VHS. That's how I originally saw it. Uh, just watching it in my parents' basement with my brother when I was in like first grade. Not, yes, not on Laserdisc? Not on Laserdisc. Oh, Jesus Christ. Actually, <laughs> side question. Mark, when did you first see this movie? Because oh, you said you saw Spaceballs first. Um... It, it, it was a it was a while ago. It was probably around the same time I saw Die Hard, so probably around ten. But honestly, though, it wasn't much time in between at all. Like it wasn't like it was years between Spaceballs and that and everything else. It was a very little time. I think I actually asked my dad, you know, like where that was from, like where that joke was from, and he's like, "Oh, it was from the movie Alien with the Scorny Weaver and everything else." And he's like, "I was like, hey, you know," and actually, funny enough. Not the first place I ever I ever saw Alien. Okay. The first place I ever saw Alien was actually on the Great Movie Ride at MGM Studios in Florida. Um, when they when they actually go through the go through the movies and everything else, one of them was Alien, hmm. and that and that actually was the first time I ever saw um uh, a Xenomorph was actually in in that ride before I even saw the fucking movie. Um, I actually you know funny enough I saw a lot a, a lot of things. Before I saw the movie because of that ride. Hmm. Um, I think it was... I also saw Indiana Jones, saw Tarzan. Um, I think I'm pretty sure I saw Wizard of Oz. Couple, you know, a couple um, uh, uh, James Cat, you know, um, Jim Cagney movies. Um, a couple different movies because of that ride. And then that might be a contributing factor to why I like movies so much. Because of that fucking ride. That's yeah. really surprising. Brandon, how old were you when you first saw Alien? Um, I had to be... Six or seven, probably closer to six. For me, I would like the, the movies I consider in my holy trinity: Star Wars, Predator, and Alien. Those were some of the earliest movies I remember seeing and falling in love with. Each of those movies I saw between the ages of like four and five. Um, the order goes: Star Wars, Predator, and Alien. Granted, I base most of my principles and religion off of Predator. Like I'm mean, just everything i fucking love predator but alien it's like and we probably would not have gotten the alien movie that we got if it weren't for star wars yeah yeah because yeah i was watching some of the making of documentary today and the alien script was just kind of floating around um 20th century fox of course uh, and they also did star wars and so of course star wars hit it big so they wanted to keep riding the sci-fi train and all the, the only real sci-fi script they had lying around at the time was alien so they greenlit it. And before that, they were just kind of kept going back and forth about budgets and everything. Yep. Um, they eventually gave them like a $4.2 million budget, I believe. Uh, and then after they eventually brought on Ridley Scott, he did, he storyboarded the whole thing. 
Um, well, he had to do something for the movie. And explains why it would, it's so well-structured right. that and, it is. Yeah, and, and right next to me, I've actually got the August 1979 issue of American Cinematographer, which actually features a piece written by Ridley Scott himself. No kid. Yeah, so it's actually really interesting to read what Scott had to say about it back when it was originally being released. But he said, all in all, when he was done storyboarding, he had a four-inch thick stack of storyboards. Damn. And just based off of that, because they could actually see the vision and everything, they doubled the budget based off of the storyboards. It's fucking insane. And of course, yeah, so it's like, and of course he was very adamant about making this an A movie, because before then movies like this were B movies. Um, so yeah, the cast, like Sigourney Weaver, uh, they said that this is her first movie, she was amazing in it, of course. They had John Hurt in it, uh, who before, who uh, the year before its release... Uh, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars for Midnight Express, which I don't know if either of you have ever have you ever seen that one. I have not. It's nope. on my Oscar list. He, oh, he was amazing in it. Um, had it not been for Christopher Walken and the Deer Hunter, he probably would have won. Yeah, the Deer Hunter kind of fucked the curve. Um, and of course, John Hurt went on to do The Elephant Man the year after Alien, which is another great one. Uh, Nineteen eighty four. Um, and of course, he was uh, Professor Broom in Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy movies. The good versions. Yeah, we we don't have the we already covered no, that. Yeah, we, we the, those pieces were already spoken. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Veronica Cartwright, who she was in the 1978 version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, she nice. was great in that. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything he was in pre-Alien, but yeah, great actor. He was in Paris, Texas. He was in Repo Man. He was fantastic in Repo Man. Um, he had a cameo in the first Avengers movie. You did? <laughs> yeah. Uh, after Bruce Banner falls out of the plane and he wakes up naked in that crater, he's the guy standing over and he's like, son, you've got a condition. or He says something like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Uh, he was also in John Carpenter's Christine, uh, just a fantastic actor who's just, unfortunately he died like a couple years ago, um, but he's always been a fantastic actor. And then of course we got Ian Holm as Ash the Android, freaking Bilbo. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. Holy Wow, shit. you're right. I did not even, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. I never pieced that one together. Wow. Yeah. There's a thought. Uh, and he was also Frodo for the Lord of the Rings radio drama as well. <laughs> that oh, okay, that's something. So he played both Frodo and Bilbo. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and yeah, and just even after they started production too, like in this article I read, um, the original plan that Scott and his DP had was, so they wanted to light everything from above so that way they could have more freedom with the actor's movement more freedom with moving the camera Mm -hmm. but what that ended up doing was it just made everything too brightly lit too evenly lit there was no darkness to anything at that point it looks like they were filming a tv sitcom 
Um, and, and man, is it a dark movie? Yeah, it could be a dark fucking movie. Like, yeah, in the article, it does it very well, though. Yeah, and in Extremely the article, he well. talks about how there are those times with his DP while they were still figuring out the look, they would go off to the side, away from everyone, and just like have the honest conversation with each other: Is today working or not? And if it's not, what can we do to make it work? Oh, don't we have that conversation? I'm pretty <laughs> sure we've had that conversation more than yeah, once. Yeah, we did oh, a few yeah. days ago, actually. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Sitting here at fucking four in the morning. Did it go well? Did it, I don't know if it went well or not. <laughs> uh, Goddamn tow truck. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. What's your favorite scene from Alien? Let, let's go. Favorite scene, and then um, let's move on to the next one, probably. Chest buster scene. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, when Scorny Weaver's uh, has the flamethrower and she's going through the uh, the ducks, okay. it's it's extremely claustrophobic. And then I think that scene is tied. I of course love the chestbuster scene, but I think it's tied with when the first guy gets taken and his cat watches him go up. Ooh. And it's it is such a good good scene, and and I go and I, and I still watch. You know what? There's some comedies, man, that make me laugh every time. And there's some scenes in some horror movies that make me stand on edge every time. That's one of them. It's one of those ones that I go, okay, that just happened. That one's definitely up there with me. Chesper's was definitely up there with me. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go with uh, Tom Skerritt in the air ducts. I think that... Really? The hello? I, I think that scene's just a masterpiece of editing and sound design. It just works. No, no, I hear you on that. Because, like, I, I can just, even right now, I can hear the sounds of that scene. Nice. Um, but, yeah, and all those scenes, even when the face hugger breaks through John Hurt's helmet, that, that's a great one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would probably put that as my second. Like, you, you could really choose any of the iconic scenes. And, and, you'd, be, and you'd be golden. Yeah. I mean, just think about how well they pulled off the whole egg chamber back then. Yeah. Like, that was done phenomenally. The whole derelict ship, it's a visual masterpiece. H.R. Geiger, one of the best d- designers just ever. Yeah. Like, he had to freaking design the alien. He had to design the chestburster. He had to design the face hugger. He had to design a lot of things. A lot of things. And he did every single one of those very well. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing but love for that man and his work. All right, so Mark, you introduced Alien. Zach, how about you take Alien? It's over, man. It's over. Oh, God. <laughs> rest in peace, Bill Paxton, man. We we fucking love you and miss you. Earlier, I was actually wearing my fright rags. Game over, man. Game, Game over, over shirt. Oh God. God, Bill Paxton, the only man to be killed by. No, not the only man. Oh, not there's anymore. Two, there's. Two people who have been killed by Alien, Predator, and Terminator. Can you guess who it is? I don't know. Don't look it up. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking it up. Okay. I, 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 I was there with you when you corrected uh, Justin that, so I, I know the answer, Mark. I don't know the answer, actually. Okay, so in history, there are only two people who have been killed by both an Alien, a Predator, and a Terminator. One is Bill Paxton. The other, Lance Henriksen. Wow. Because of AVP. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah, that Fair predator enough. just... This is why you don't shoot a predator with a flamethrower. The, um, <laughs> uh, 
Alright, Zach, take take it away for uh, Aliens. Okay, Aliens. One of my top five favorite movies of all time, and it's always a fight between what is my favorite James Cameron movie, T2, or Aliens. It's aliens. That's a, that's a tough that's a tough fucking Look, one. Look, here, here's the thing though. Terminator Two is one of the very few movies where it's just like, no, no, don't cry, don't cry, no, no. Fonzie, such a god. <laughs> Everybody knows what I'm talking about. But yeah, the, um, uh, so Aliens is the greatest sci-fi action movie of all yeah. time. I'd actually put it as one of my favorite action movies of all time that is absolutely fair yeah so what initial thoughts on uh, so that's your initial thoughts in there you can't fight between it whether you like uh, uh, t2 or aliens when it comes to james cameron pieces yes but when it comes to the alien movies in general that's always my number one that movie is such a phenomenal from the music to just the sound effects to, to everything it added to the story into just like the biology of the xenomorphs in general the queen yes right. which i freaking have my NECA alien queen Standing right behind us. Dope. The um. All right. I gotta say it. I fucking love this movie. I love this movie. It's not. Not only is it one of my favorite sci uh, fi movies, it's one of my favorite action movies. I will put it at the top. It's just one of my favorite movies. It is. It is also one of my favorite movies. I. I fucking love this. You know what? Don't get me wrong. I really love and respect the first Alien. I. Everything that they could have improved on from the original Alien. And everything else has been approved on here. It's one of the few sequels where it's just like, yeah, the first one's phenomenal, but the second one, it's like, holy shit! shit. Yeah, dude, I'm. It, it, the extended it, version's even better. Oh, absolutely. You know, just just every you know every you know angle was better. You know, every special effect was better, and everything else. You know, it, it just all the one liners that are in there. You know, all the you know all the marines that come there to kick ass. I mean, it really is. Um, and then you know what? When it wants to be an action movie, it's a great fucking action movie. When it wants to be a horror movie, it's a great fucking horror movie. When it wants to be a, a, a sci-fi movie, it's the a great. The first fucking quarter movie. of that movie is a very good, like I would say, horror movie. Just the motion trackers. Yeah. The sure. motion trackers One of the make greatest sound effects ever in a movie. Oh, absolutely! Like just the subtle beeping noise, and then you just the dots. Just oh my. Oh my god. god. And then everything with um the the little kid's name's Dot, right? Who? Who was the little kid? Newt. Newt. Thank you. Her. Uh, her. Yeah. God uh, damn it, Mark. Sorry. No. I thought you were a fan. Oh shut up. You fucking I can't poser. Everybody's names, dude. But the you know her in the water and everything else. That whole scene with her in the uh, in the water um was the amount of tension that's built in those scenes is great. When she's trapped in the room with the face hugger, it is Ooh, yeah. it, it, it is just excellent tension. And God. I have okay. So there's only a few characters in my entire movie lineage that I've wanted to die. I wanted them to die so badly. One of those characters is in here. I always forget his name. Bert. Bert. I never hit him and Umbridge from Harry Potter. I wanted the yeah the the little lady who's in the pink and mm -hmm. just a oh yeah oh yeah I, I'm those, not gonna disagree with you there those two I've never wanted movie characters to die so much uh, besides those two I know that's an odd thing to say but you know what though you don't get to talk man because your two favorite Tim Burton movies are Home Alone two <laughs> and Rocky Horror Picture Show wait Tim Curry oh Tim Curry Sorry. I was about Tim to say Curry. wait well yeah they're both word. I, weird weird. 
I was about to say, I was very confused. I'm like, I don't remember it's, Tim Burton directing Home Alone. It's Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Burton's Home Alone. Yes! And with also Tim Curry's character from Rocky Horror Picture Show in Home Alone 2. We're just going to keep Macaulay Culkin because this can only be very... We're going to make this rated R this time. They, it can only be great. It Joe Pesci, all... we need you. <laughs> from a mistake comes a masterpiece. <laughs> Welcome to our Alien Day podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, surprise, it's a Tim Burton podcast now. <laughs> hey, hey! No, 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 this is... So what do you think of Mars Attacks? Oh, God. It was awful. <laughs> the, um, uh... <laughs> it was terrible. I don't know, I think it was Jack Nicholson's greatest movie. It was, uh... <laughs> Sometimes you have to do a little cocaine. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only movie where Jack Nicholson dies twice. <laughs> oh, God. The, oh, it's so true. Oh, and and that that uh, that uh, that white stuff in The Shining, man, that wasn't snow. <laughs> that was, oh shit, man! Jack Back Nich- to aliens, please. Jack Nicholson, the only man that uh, that that Keith Richards would say, "I have to go home now, Jack." <laughs> It's fucking over. Anyway, back to aliens. Um, uh, no, I, I can't say any more good shit about about aliens. Um, again, w- it's all of those things. When it decides to be those genres, they're at the top pinnacle of those genres. I I, I really can't. A lot of tones to balance. A lot of characters to balance. Yes, and um, and, and I remember enough. You know, the some of the some of the humor that's in there balances too. Some of the one liners that balance in there are good too, and. You actually give a shit about the characters. Yeah. You give a shit about the characters. You don't. You 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 want to see what happens to them, and most of most of them you want good things to happen to, yeah. with the exception of all except one. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, I have nothing to add. I'm just gonna go straight into what my favorite part is, and that's I think Aliens has the single greatest quote from a science fiction movie ever. And are we going to say this together, Zach? Yep. I think we're going to say this together, Zach. Three, two, one. Game over! Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. I guess you're not on the same page. Okay. I'm on the same page. All right, you go. I was going to go for get away from her, you bitch. No. Uh, Game over, man. Game over. Yeah. Yeah, game over. It's over, man. It's game over. Game over, man, is uh, number two for me. But yeah, get away from her, you bitch. There is just so much more um tension with that like like that was essentially what the movie is building towards uh like i really liked beauty and the bitch yeah it's like (laughs) aliens great action movie great horror movie great science fiction movie and it also has themes like sigourney uh, ripley's going through her own thing (laughs) no no Um, my favorite line of all time is hey vasquez have you ever been mistaken for a man no no, have you (laughs) (laughs) still my favorite But no, it's, I really felt that line just really ties Ripley's character together for the whole movie. Uh, at the end of the day, Aliens is Ripley's journey. Because uh, remember, she, this is what, like 50... 57 years. 57 years. She freaking lost her daughter. And especially in the extended version, that those themes are brought out, are brought out even more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's... Oh, just the mech suit find the queen just that that line just brings everything together at the end that's where everything just finally exploded after the actual explosion 
Um, I was going to say, after you nuke the site from orbit, because it's the only way to be sure. Yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that line just has a lot more emotional weight to me than uh, Game Over Man. The, uh, I don't know, after Bill Paxton dying, that's kind of an emotional thing for me. The uh, Game Over Man. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> no, it, Rest it's, in peace, Bill. Yeah, the, it, yeah, it's overall, and, and, and obviously, too, I, I gotta put it, yeah, I definitely gotta put it in one of my... Um, just top movies like you said Brandon I mean it, it really is uh, is up there um, and I don't and the funny thing is I'll probably and one thing I think a lot of people forget to put it in too is in your top 10 sequels of all time I don't think it's ever been forgotten in a sequel list uh, um, I, it, well if it hasn't already been said a thousand times I'm going to say it a thousand times in one so I think it's super important a thousand and one times yes thank you <laughs> such a great movie oh yeah um, so I think we're all in agreement for, uh, on on aliens being super fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, it's even that's the title that all the comics took. All the toys were made from it. Um, kind of. Okay. Most of the toys are actually based off a lot of what's in the comics, especially the Aliens Colonial Marine comics. Yeah. yeah. What I'm saying is that they took the aliens' name. They oh well, yeah. Take, okay, yeah. They didn't yeah. take the alien name. They obviously didn't take. The Alien 3 name. Thank God they didn't take the Alien Resurrection name. <laughs> um, well, I mean, by the time Alien Resurrection came along, a lot of, you know, all the great shit had already come out. And yeah. But still. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Alright, so I guess it's my turn. Alien 3. Oh boy. Uh, the production problem heavy behind the scenes. Um... The freaking original director left. I don't know how many rewrites this movie had. I believe I read somewhere that there were 50 different scripts for that movie. And I'd say it. about 5 or 10% of them actually made it out in some form of media. So you have a few books of the different scripts. You have yeah, a, few... a comic book adaptation that just came out this year. Yeah, and uh, for Alien Day, this it, I, you can actually look this up. There's a new audiobook based off one of the Alien 3 scripts. Um, apparently every Alien Day, they release a new audiobook. So you should check those out. There's a lot of great ones out there. So I fully... Hmm. I should look into that. Oh yeah. No, like... It, there are very few bad alien stories out there. Comic-wise and novel-wise. But we'll get to the, we'll get to the comics in, in a bit. Yeah. Uh, a, after the movies, I want to go into the games and then the comics. Because the comics, there's just so much to talk about. Games, I, uh, we can get through that quick. That'll yeah. mainly be me talking. Oh. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah, I mean, the movie ended up taking place on, like, a prison planet, men only. One of the scripts had it taking place on a planet made out of wood. They had that script at the uh, Screenwriters Guild in California. I just wish I had the time to sit down and read it! I've actually, I've actually heard a lot of people talk about the, the planet of wood and everything else. A lot of people have liked that version of it. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I just, I remember, I think I've watched it once, and I, I just, and I... Honestly, like this is a mess. Um, yeah, I and mean, David Fincher wasn't allowed to edit the movie he wanted. Uh, the DP actually left the project a week and a half into production. Uh, the original DP was uh, Jordan Cronenweth, who shot the original Blade Runner. No kidding, yeah. really. Um, and they brought in Alex Thompson, who shot Ridley Scott's Legend. He also shot John Borman's Excalibur. Um, and actually... The reason why he brought why he took the project was he was actually originally going to shoot the movie Nostromo for David Lean, but then David Lean died, so the project died with him. Um, 
So he was kind of going through a depression when he got offered Alien 3, and so he took it. And again, I've got the American cinematographer article next to me. Uh, and he was talking about how he was glad he took the project, and he was glad that it was a difficult project because it kept his mind busy. Hmm. Um, David Fincher always wanted the camera low to the ground looking up so they couldn't light from the ceiling. They usually had to hide lights in like windows or corners. But then, of course, you have those tracking shots in the corridors where there are no windows or corners. So they just had to have the lights like right in front. They had to backlight everything. So the lights are actually kind of in the shot, but they had to hide the lights with like debris and rubbish and garbage and set design and all that. Mm -hmm. So that way, also, that it would throw the shadows of the camera and the crew behind the camera rather than in front of the camera. Um, one of the alien POV shots was shot with the uh, Steadicam operator shooting at 12 frames per second. So mm -hmm. that way, everything looks like it's moving faster. And he actually, when he hit a certain point, would actually uh, flip the arm 180 degrees. <laughs> uh, Make it look like it's running on the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, everybody loves that shot. I love that. that. That's probably the thing that, that's probably my favorite part of the movie. That's what sticks out. Those shots are what stick out of my mind to this day. For me, what really makes me love the movie, because back when I was a kid, all I had were the movies. I didn't really have the comics until a little bit later. But I just loved how they added more to the xenomorph biology. So before, we'd only seen xenomorphs coming out of humans. Yeah. So we always got the dog. same looking well, alien. Well, depending it, on the version you watch. You either get a bull or a dog, and the bull... It, it, this is probably my biggest gripe with the movie, mm -hmm. is it comes out as a full, fully formed xenomorph, which that it's... That There's no baby xenomorph. Chestbuster. Yeah, okay. Yeah, chestbuster. We, we know our... We're not Ridley Scott. We know the life cycles of the xenomorph. Get into that later. Uh, but yeah, it just the whole dog xenomorph, or what we call... Most people call it runner, because that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. It's the runner xenomorph, you know, um... And I just thought that was amazing, you know, because it's just like, that opens so many possibilities for different types of xenos. Like, what if one goes on a shark, if it even could, so on and so forth. It's like the possibilities, and that's also kind of where the whole Predalien, you know, comes from. You know, yeah. it, it absorbs the characteristics of the host, and it makes a unique life form adjusted to such. Mm. It's fucking awesome. It's like the sperm and egg thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's one of the main it reasons. It is a fantastic looking movie, though. Even uh, oh, yeah. Siskel and Ebert back in the day, they both gave it a thumbs down. But Siskel even said, I kind of want to see it again just because of how good it looked. It's the best looking bad movie of the year. I still, I would um, not call it a bad movie. I would movie. not call it a bad movie. No, it's, it's a good movie. It's, it's, it doesn't hold to the standards of the first two, but that doesn't mean it's no. bad by any stretch of the mean. And in fact, I would even call the work print version, especially the one on the Blu-ray, a good movie. Um, like I know on the DVD when they did the work print version like they didn't do any kind of res restoration of the added footage but for the Blu-ray they did so it's a completed movie now yeah. uh, and it's actually pretty darn good if still a little long uh, we've got one of the cats acting up over there yeah the tiny one Jonesy. Um, but yeah I, I do think Alien 3 definitely has its merits um, the CG Alien doesn't quite hold up it's not the worst thing in the world no yeah like they're they don't dwell on it yeah but yeah. and when you and here's the thing when they do actually you know puts when you do get the actual close-ups of the alien it looks really fun oh yeah like it's bloody and i love it um 
And then, of course, we've got, uh, at the end, Sigourney Weaver tossing herself into uh, the molten lead Terminator style. Um, <laughs> hey. Seriously, <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Just, just shut up. Even in the article, the DP talks about, yeah, Terminator 2 did the same thing we did. Um, though, the, with the... Uh, the production schedules, he was saying, I wouldn't be surprised if we shot ours first, but obviously T2 was released first. And he said he actually... Um, no, actually, they he couldn't have shot it first because he actually read the AC article about Terminator 2 on how to figure out how to light that scene. So Terminator 2 was actually kind of responsible for the look of Ripley's death. Hey, if you're going to steal, steal from the best. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, James Cameron, he's the greatest pioneer. He certainly, yeah, yeah, that's, that's funny. The budget too. The, um, uh, you know, I, I, you know what's something funny? After the second one, you really start to see the the Hollywood world start to start to step into these movies yeah, and, really, and really yeah. start to tinker with it and everything else. Um, you know, after the, you know, the, the success of two, two was very successful. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, one was, you know, got, you know, got the foot in the door. Oh no. One was still very successful. Was it? it was oh, it, absolutely. Was, oh, yeah. I mean, box office was. That Chestbuster scene alone sold that movie millions. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that movie was a complete success. And the sequel, yeah, of course. There was, there was no way this Aliens was going to do bad. No. Thankfully, um, it didn't. It did phenomenal. Do you think, I don't know if there's any truth to this. Maybe, maybe Zach, you can shed some light on this. But I once heard that James Cameron's original pitch to studio execs for Aliens was he had a, um, an easel with a giant <laughs> paper pad on it. And with a marker, he would slowly spell out the title Alien, much like in the opening titles of the first movie. And at the end, he added the S, and after that, he turned the S into a dollar sign. You know, I, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> James Cameron's a smart man. Yeah. If he did that, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. It made three point, uh, the original Alien made 3.5 uh, in its opening weekend. Okay. Yeah, back then that's freaking. I'm sure that's phenomenal for 1979, but I don't know my inflation history well yeah. enough to. Neither do I. I just know that yeah, by today's yeah, I... standards, that's a lot. And I know that its budget was like eight and a half million, um, but I'm sure word of mouth spread. <laughs> oh, it did. You know, like total of the franchise is like 80 million, but um, but yeah, no, you can definitely see that that you know world started to be tinkered with and other. You know, it, it's. Film is one of those things that you can really tell when there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. And, you know, this is evidence. It's not, you know... And just look at the new Hellboy. Oof. Yeah. See, listen to our last podcast. You'll hear all about it. Mm-hmm. The, um, but you can start to see that. And I think it becomes even more evident. In fact, Alien 3 was the last one that Walter Hill was directly involved in. Um... He was the one that uh, punched up the screenplay for the original. Uh, he had worked on the screenplay for uh, two. I know he produced all three of them. He's one of the credited screenwriters for Alien 3. Um, in a way, though, he is, for the first three, he was kind of the main driving force for getting the three movies made. 
everything after that, he's <coughs> just a token credit. Yeah. Uh, actually, on uh, Mick Garris's postmortem podcast, where he interviews all these horror icons, he did interview Walter Hill for one episode, and he asked him, uh, "Have you seen any of the ones after you left?" And he said. Some of them, not all of them, but the checks keep rolling in. <laughs> well, you know. There so, you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so favorite part of Alien 3? I already said mine. I like the, uh, the tracking shots. For me, it's a very ridiculous scene. And it's just, I, I don't know why, the scene cracks me up every time I watch it. It's, they're all in the lounge area. They're all, like, screaming and complaining about what the hell's going on because they kind of have an idea that there's an alien there, but some of them still have a little bit of disbelief. Then out of nowhere from the ceiling, the alien comes, grabs one of the guys, goes back up. Random dude grabs a chair, hides behind it in his hands, and he just says, Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) And he screams it. Everybody's dead silent, and all he says is, Fuck! <laughs> that was intense. The um, it's that's awesome. Super fucking hilarious. I don't know why. It's stupid, but it's great. The more I think about it, the more I try to remember back in advance. I'm kind of with you, Brennan. The the 180 flip um uh, to show it on the ceiling is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I, so you know you've you made me fall in love with with paying attention more to cinematography than I ever had had before, and I had a lot. Um, before, um, uh, but now even more. So yeah, I'm kind of in an agreement with you on that one. Um, but I do remember that shit was funny. The um, uh, uh, but yeah, no, that's I'm with you uh, with with both of you on that one. But uh, but yeah, we can uh, uh, move on. on to Alien Resurrection. Who wants to take that one on? I I'll not. take it because uh, that's the mo- that was my first Ron Perlman movie. It might have been mine too. Yeah. Like, I didn't know who Ron Perlman was before then. I thought he was a fucking badass in that movie. The last, um, uh, my, my first one was, uh, was Star Trek. Um, Star Trek movie. The third Star Trek movie. He was in Star Trek? He wasn't Star Trek. I never saw any of those, so. Yeah, you know, I, I. Can't confirm nor disconfirm. I watched Star Wars growing up, Mark, you know, like a good person. Oh my god, it's 2019, you can watch both of them. No, you can't. Yes, you can, you can be friends with them. I was more of a star kid person myself. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I just threw him in my mouth a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> and we went there. Oh and my he, god, that, you know, hold on, that, we need to watch that movie and no, have like a commentary. Please, no, no. We, no the, the commentary that we can have on that would just be amazing. No. I have to go home now, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> that is it, I am leaving! That, <laughs> but... That did happen to a friend of mine. We were playing a drinking game for Batman and Robin, and he had to leave 20 minutes before the movie was over. I have to go to work tomorrow, Mark. I'm leaving. Come back, Chris. Come back. Oh, Anyways, funny. back to Alien Resurrection, the uh, resurrection of the Alien movies and the sure. complete annihilation of it afterwards. It's not a bad movie. Again, it's no, the same I, thing as... I, I still think it has its merits. Yeah, it's the same thing as Alien 3. It's not a bad movie. It's an enjoyable movie. It's just not as good as 1 or 2. This it the... has a lot of weird creative voices going into it. And, the... and it's not necessarily that they were fighting. It's So you have a script by Joss Whedon, who is, of course, a very tongue-in-cheek writer. Mm-hmm. And then for director, they got... Jean-Pierre Junet, 
a French director who up until this was his third movie, first American movie. Uh, his first two movies were Delicatessen and City of Lost Children. That one sounds familiar. Which I saw Delicatessen a few years ago. I remember really enjoying it. He also went on to direct Amelie. Um, which Never I saw that one. Yeah. Oh, I, I love Amelie. Right. Um, Anyways, but he has a very, uh, like he has a very distinct look, um, and I don't think the look meshed well with Joss Whedon's script. I think. I think uh, Junet directed the script too serious, which for a Joss Whedon script, I don't think is the way to go. Because, um, yeah, like, like even... Like, it's been years since I've seen it. I, I haven't watched it since I originally got the Blu-ray when it first came out. But with that knowledge, watching it again back then, I remember thinking... Yeah, it's I, I can just listening to the lines, not how they're delivered, but just listening to the lines themselves. I'm just thinking, this is definitely a Joss Whedon script, but it's not directed the way I'm sure Joss Whedon envisioned it. Um, and of course, it had a very unique look. It has a very yellowy it's look to it. It's very different from the rest yeah, of the series. It's like very shiny. The first three it's movies like a grimy have a shininess. I was gonna say the first three movies kind of have a semi-coherent look. Yeah. You know, you watch them and you're like, okay, yeah, this is alien. The fourth one, it it complete three one eighty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they definitely got a French auteur to direct it. This is the one I remember the least. Um, I I've only seen this one once. I've I've and I remember bits and pieces of it. I remember. Um, Winona Ryder is yep. is a is one of the uh, one of the androids. She is an android built by androids. Yes. Um, and then we uh, also have Brad Dourif doing his weird experiments on the aliens. Yes, that that is happening. Um, I know that the um, uh, the one guy who has an afro who was on CSI for many years was on that. It was in that movie too. Um, I remember them climbing up. Um, uh, some type of structure to get away from the aliens, and yep. several of them fell it in. Is this this is where she's uh, uh, that um, Ripley's part of a cloning experiment? Yep. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Pretty much what happens is they're trying to get their own version of the Xenomorph to do experiments on and such. This isn't Whaling Yutani anymore. I actually forgot what the corporation was called. In that only matters. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. But, anyways. Evil uh, corporation. Pretty much, yeah. So they finally clone her after many failed attempts, which you later see in the movie. And what essentially happens is the queen xenomorph is inside her. They successfully remove it without killing her. But in the process, she now becomes half human, half xenomorph. Like her blood... Sure. It's, it's essentially what she I, is. I know, but still, sure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which is funny because up until this point, this is not the first time it's, this has happened in Aliens. It's your guy's movie. You can make up whatever you <laughs> want. You made it. You should be proud of yourselves. The, go. Go. You know what? Go. And, and you know what and just, this isn't Gremlins 2, damn it. I love Gremlins Oh, yeah, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> Phenomenal Key and Peele uh, sketch. Please watch it. Um, that seems to be what I remember about this movie is there's a lot of that, a lot of sure. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's surprising sure. the movie isn't terrible. Yeah. I, we, me and Brandon are probably two very few people who think that way because most of the alien community, at least up until Prometheus slash Covenant, thought this was the worst alien movie. Hold. <laughs> I'm I, trying. I will say 
So, of course, the special edition DVDs and the Blu-rays have two versions of each movie. Yeah. Um, the first movie, of course, has the theatrical cut and the 2003 director's cut. Um, both are good. The theatrical cut will always be the better one in my mind, even though there's, what, only a couple extra scenes? I honestly don't remember what the differences are. Um, the biggest difference for the director's cut is you do get Sigourney Weaver finding Tom Skerritt in, like, the alien cocoon later on. That was part of the director's cut? Yes. Huh. Okay. Yes. Um, Aliens, the extended version is the definitive version. Um, oh, absolutely. Alien 3 has the work print version, which is closer to what David Fincher's vision was. It's yeah. not there, but it's closer. Uh, that's actually a good movie. Um, the Alien Resurrection alternate cut has a alternate opening and an alternate ending. Um... The alternate opening was one of those things where I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's one of those things that's like, oh, we're going to open on a really cool image, and the idea is actually better than the actual special effects that we can afford at the time. Um, I don't remember what that was. But... Was it the whole intro sequence are you talking about? Yeah, I don't really remember what it is. I was going to say, I remember the intro sequence being a part of both cuts. No. Because I remember seeing that on the VHS copy as a kid. Maybe. Yeah, that, it, that was... It might have been on the VHS copy, but the alternate ending for Alien Resurrection is... Oh, when they go on Earth. Yeah, yeah that it's much. like, it destroys the whole point of the movie. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you're trying to keep these aliens from getting to Earth, but look around you, the Earth is already pretty screwed up. In fact, is there any life on Earth? I don't know. I don't, based on what I'm seeing, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, so I do think that the actual cut of Alien Resurrection is the superior oh, absolutely. version. Um, the scene that's always stuck out of my mind, though, was Underwater Aliens. Oh, yeah. You know, that was that was the first movie as a kid where I actually tried doing the, hey, they're all underwater. I'm going to try holding my breath for this entire scene. I would have died. Yeah. I'm, I'm over here <laughs> thinking to myself, like, how are they doing this? Zach, don't you know good guys never run out of breath? Just like they never run out of ammo. And they never look at explosions. They never do. No, wait, I'm sorry. That's not good guys. That's cool guys. Yeah, that's cool guys. I mean, well, you know, good guys, cool guys, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and Mark Wahlberg is wearing a hat. And then I also remember the weird... <laughs> hey, hey guys, I'm going to go talk to some animals. <laughs> how's, hey, dog, how's your mother? <laughs> like, what was that thing at the end? What thing at the end? That weird white alien. That is a alien-human hybrid. So pretty much, like e- e- even as an adult, I don't fully grasp what that thing. Is. So pretty much is a, like again, it's so, one of those. Sure. So this is so this is pretty much what it is. Ripley is half human, half Xeno. Yes. That thing is half Xeno, half human. What's the difference? Exactly. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or, you know, actually, you know what, no. That's a terrible explanation. Let me rephrase that. Ripley is 75% human, 25% Xeno. Okay. That other creature is 75% Xeno, 25% human. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, this is the only thing that... Oh, no, okay, so... This is the only okay, thing okay. that... I, I'm not saying you don't know what you're talking about, but I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Pretty. This is the one thing that always confused the shit out of me about the movie. Now, maybe it's because I haven't seen it in a while. It's been like two years since I've seen or it. Or maybe it was a bad... Poorly constructed movie. Very well could be, but th- this is the thing. So there are eggs. But let's go with it. Shut up. 
<laughs> so I'm easy. I'll roll. <laughs> there are eggs throughout the movie. Those had to be laid by the queen. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Why the hell did the queen have a human birth the xenomorph in a human-like fashion? Why did it stop doing the eggs all of a sudden? That's my question. That's the thing that made, like, wait. What, why did she switch? I, that's the one thing I don't remember why that happened. Because I just remember it happening. Too. For all I know, that's pretty much what Anybody happened. else getting a Charlie Day feel where he has, like, the crazy bullets and <laughs> boards? No, no. That, that is for when I finally go over the Texas Chainsaw Massacre time. Oh, God. Oh, no. We'll binge those movies by sometime in July so we can get that video to you. Dude, uh, if, it's, if it's only, like, and I, and I know how that's going to be... But if it's like, t- I've already begun my research for that, and even it, it's, I start going crazy at movie number three. Oh god! <laughs> I'm so sorry, Brendan. And then it gets even worse going to movie number four. It was hard <laughs> enough watching me try to ex- have you explain the Halloween timeline. I can only imagine what it's gonna be like watching you suffer through the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We're all gonna suffer. <laughs> You're suffering with me. The, um, so, so, yeah. But no, um, as much as I rip on Alien Resurrection, looking back at it, it does have a lot of memorable imagery. Oh, absolutely. Um, this is not always the most coherent story, but it is a, uh, fun-ish movie. The way they go about it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really fuck with a lot of the canon or anything, like, because they're cloning, you know, you have all these genetic modifications, so you could get away with saying, well, that's, that happened because of that, so on and so forth, so that's why I don't have a much, that big of a problem with it, because it's like, alright, it doesn't, it doesn't fuck with things in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And it does have cool imagery, like, I, saying what I will about the story, I do, there, I, I remember it. Yeah. I remember it. And there, there are movies that I've seen, like, a week ago that I don't remember. But I, I haven't seen Alien Resurrection since whatever year the Blu-ray first came out. I haven't seen it since then, but I still vividly remember a lot of scenes and images from it. Um, yeah, like, I watch all these movies, it, mainly Alien and Aliens, but at least yeah. I'll go back and check out Alien 3 and Resurrection like I, I at least say, once every couple of years. Yeah, like, I would say Alien and Aliens, I watch at least a couple times a year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um... So yeah, uh, so that's the original four. The the um, good ones now. Uh, uh, now, now like uh, the question is, do you want to go to? Uh, we're going to. Are we going to go to, to AVB AVP? or are we going to go straight to Prometheus? I think we should go AVP first. I think we should order. too. Okay. So you know we can talk about the set that's a that's a life size you know, I, a Rubik's cube. I was gonna say this is where me and Brandon will probably start having different different so, opinions. Do you want me to introduce AVP? Sure. Okay, so AVP, Alien versus Predator, as opposed to the comics, Aliens versus Predator. Yep. Um, Already we have problems. But directed by the guy who directed the Resident Evil movies. Just, and just the first point. Mortal Kombat. And Event Horizon. He did Event Horizon? He did Event Horizon. So he's done two good movies in his life. Mm-hmm. One yeah. was based off luck. Yep. Um, the other one based off camp? I mean... So... <laughs> It's basically a research team going to Antarctica. They run into aliens and predators. Humans die except for main woman uh, who then hunts aliens and alien queen with predator as aliens kill two-thirds of the predators. 
Um, because you know that's fucking realistic. PG thirteen violence ensues. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this set rotates like Harry Potter at staircases. So it's interesting because this movie came out when I was thirteen, I believe. Two thousand four. Two thousand four. Summer two thousand four. I would have been thirteen this summer. Okay. Um. And I remember my friends and I were really excited about it. Um, you think you were excited about it? Oh, we were excited about it. Oh, man. And I remember, like, it took forever for that movie to get rated. Like, forever. Oh, I know. Like, there was a lot of question. Is it going to be R? Is it going to be PG-13? Should have been R. I do remember that. Yeah, like, like there was, like, and I remember when it first, the first commercial that said it was PG-13... My friend called me up and said it was PG-13. And, you know, we're 13, so it's like what's on our mind is cool. We can see it by ourselves. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things that... the, the And it was a pretty sold-out theater, too. And the audience was with it. Oh, I was going to say, for us, it was a line. You know, we showed up a little late, and we yeah. had to fight to get our seats. Uh, we we back we bought our had... tickets online and everything back then. Yeah, uh, it, and, and also kids, this is before uh, there was actual assigned seating in a movie theater. Yeah. This was you... before assigned seating and Fandango. Oh yeah. Oh no no, there was yeah, Fandango was back around. then, but you had to call it, it in though. It, it's nowhere near what it is today, but yeah, it was around back. then. I was gonna say I don't remember really buying tickets online until roughly maybe 2011, I mean, 2012. That, I mean that was yeah. the, that was the commercials with the with the damn paper bags, like the paper bag puppets. Like. Yeah, um, but I mean, you know, you know me, I, I've always been tech guy, so my family my family was pretty hip with the internet, you know. See, um, I had to fight for it, and I didn't get it for like another five which, or six it years. It feels weird saying that, considering how much of a caveman my dad is, and my, my mother stays with it pretty good, but there are still moments where it's, eh, it's not 2004 anymore. Yeah, I had to go to um, war to get a computer. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, it, it's, uh, yeah, but that's neither here nor there right now. Um, so my friends were really excited for it. The audience was with it. Um, it was a good time at the theater. I, I will say that. Um, looking back, though, it's not a terrible movie. No. But it is not the movie it should have been. Like, I remember watching it in theaters, and I was just dumbfounded by how poorly this... Like, to me, poorly made as in, these people must never have seen an Alien or Predator yeah. movie before. Because they're so... like. Aliens is future. Okay? Yeah. And then Predator, it, like, there's so much you can do with that. Like, nobody, have they, like, I remember Predator 2. The first time I saw that alien skull on that Predator trophy wall, I was mind blown. I was just like, holy shit, does this mean we're going to get an AVP movie? I was so excited. And fucking years later, we finally do. And this is what we get. You know, by this point, I had already read a few of the Alien vs. Predator comics. You mm-hmm. know, the one, the ones with Machiko, the mainline ones. And I'm like... Which I, I never read any AVP comics. Yeah. Which I'm, I I do have an opinion on the comics as a whole. Um, I mean, yeah. To me, the comics are basically a licensed property. So it's not a requirement for movies to have to follow them. 20th Century Fox could do whatever they want with the movie. 
movies. Uh, the comics, as good as they are, I don't think they should be held as like a Bible for movies to hold to going forward when the comics come. I know you have a differing opinion on that. Oh, absolutely. Um, but at the end of the day, they are just a licensed product. Go on. It annoys me because that story was phenomenal. And I, it's like, if we could shoot Aliens, I know damn well we could shoot the Aliens versus Predator movie. Like, that storyline, that comic line, that absolutely could have been done. But instead, we get some, you know, Egyptian bullshit predators taught humans how to build and everything like that. And it's just like, it's not a terrible well, idea, sure but it's not what everybody wanted. A fan of that. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that guy was, you know, going nuts. But still, that's... That's not what we freaking wanted. That's not what nobody... I, it, here's the thing. If you watch the behind-the-scenes documentary, some of those ideas were actually proposed in the original script. Yeah. Like, this this movie went through a bunch of drafts. I want to say at least 10, maybe... No, somewhere around 20 different drafts, 20 different stories. Or it's a versus like movie. It went through its share. Oh, absolutely. Like, not on the level of Freddy vs. Jason, but it definitely went through its fair share of drafts. And the fact that they settled on that one is... How... Like, I would love to sit down and talk with these guys and just be like, why? These comics sold well. This They have the fan base. Why the fuck did you go with that? I don't know. Mainstream audience. It was definitely... Yeah, that's always going to be the answer, Zach. It, it definitely was a mainstream movie. And you know what? I could kind of look at it from a, um, from a different perspective because at that point... Um, I wasn't the the fan of those movies. I became fans of those movies later on. Um, like I said, I I saw Aliens and liked them, you know, a lot. Um, I didn't become, you know, really invested into them until later. Especially Aliens. Like Aliens is what hooked me into going back and becoming a fan of all of all those other movies because of I don't know because it's one of the best action movies I've seen. And when I saw this movie, um. I enjoyed it. Um, all in all, it was a pretty much by the numbers sci-fi movie. Some of the imagery I thought was really good. Some of the um, uh, the chestbuster scenes were good. I'll give them this: the imagery and the visual effects look great. You know, there was a the practical great, stuff looks good. The practical stuff I looked never, phenomenal. I never liked the CG stuff though. There's, yeah, I didn't have a problem with the CG because. I mean, even back then, knowing nothing about CG and all that, the CG has always looked bad to me in that movie. And there's more spikes. I don't know. The um, uh, and I remember a couple different. You know what? Uh, when the predators finally showed up, um, and I think I don't think at that point I had saw the original. I did like the designs of the predators. So so did I. And and I I should. To be fair, I don't think I've ever seen, at least in the movies, a bad predator design. Fair. Yeah, like I would say, the weakest is probably the most recent predator movie, but even then, it's still not a terrible design. Like I could see it, but the um, I just remember seeing this movie. Um, uh, I think I saw this in the theaters, and then I saw this in DVD. But I remember seeing it on DVD more for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> just it's just a, a weird thing that I remember. My I was watching with my whole family. I remember my dad, uh, my dad saying something when predators finally show up, and um, uh, and the, uh, they wipe out an and, entire and they, camp. Yeah, wipe out an entire camp, and. The um uh, one of the one of the uh, the uh, the predators gets attacked by an alien, pretty much gets taken out, and one of their their lead guys uh, grabs uh basically a fucking boomerang 
and takes out you know like three of the aliens with the boomerang and then catches it back. Yeah. I just remember my dad saying, I was like, wow, this guy really doesn't fuck around at all, does he? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, he doesn't. You see, that's probably the thing that aggravated me the most about the Alien vs. Predator movie, is that one fucking Xeno, Nethead, if you don't know the shithead's name, killed two Predators single-handedly. No. No. Just no. I think, I think Zach's still a little bitter about I, that. It also doesn't help that the director is clearly an Alien fanboy, and he stated it in the behind-the-scenes pieces multiple times. Yeah, you know what though, I do have to, I, I do have to add in something there, but if you're gonna make a um, you know, that kind of movie when you have them both, I you can't have Can't play favorites. You can't, man. You you gotta you gotta have an even distribution. Actually more than anything, you should be in support of, of the fucking humans that are in there than anything else, and you should treat the predator and the aliens equally. Um uh, you know, that's what that's They're how you should monsters. Correct. I would say all three of them are monsters. Well, but yeah, but you know that's part of it. <laughs> well, uh, that's gonna spark a whole another philosophical debate. So let's dive into that, shall we? Uh, <laughs> not now. The um, <laughs> uh, um, I actually, you know what though, the one thing I did enjoy though is I did enjoy the last fight, yeah. and I, and I did enjoy how the movie ended. The Predator versus the Queen was a cool fight. It was visually appealing. I enjoyed the last scene because I thought we were going to get a real phenomenal sequel. Is this our transfer over into the next one? Nah, in the whole lot for just... We, we have a few more... Yeah, I, I, few I assume more there's a few more words to be said about this one. Okay. Um, so, so spoiler alert on the, on the ending for AVP if you haven't seen it. If not, Does you, anybody really care about AVP spoilers? Not, not, no. not really. Um, fact, I, I, I think we're pretty safe being spoiled. Like, well, we've been talking like, if you're listening detail, to this, you've seen the movie. But if you've, yeah. I, I, really, I really enjoyed the last, the last final shot when they actually brought his body up there. That was and, a cool shot. And the, and the alien actually and popped out of it. I excited for it too. Uh, and then we didn't really get all that much after the fact, but that's okay. I think I watched like the first twenty minutes of that <laughs> second one of the tournament. So, but uh, so alien. So so real quick, um, uh, let's do. Uh, you know, I know you know that nobody's a particular huge fan of this, but I but, was. But favorite parts though were parts that you enjoyed. I, I'd love to go around and go and go do that as well. So I would say my favorite part of the Alien versus Predator movie it's split between two parts: the actual Alien and Predator battle. I thought that was visually cool. You know, just the Predator beating the ever-loving shit out of the Xeno. But of course, in Predator fucking movie fashion, he gets cocky at the end and dies. It's literally how every Predator dies in every movie. He gets cocky, toys with the opponent, and then dead. Literally. Every single Predator in every single Predator movie always happens. Yeah, that does always happen. Cool. Yeah. If they would just, you know... Just finish the opponent. Th- th- there'd be a little bit more of a success rate, but no. Anyways, their own yeah. Hubris. yeah, happens more than you think. <sighs> I, you know what? I don't. I, I'm probably somewhere in between like and don't like. Um, I don't. Maybe is there an eh in there? Sure. Um, I. The only reason there's a lot of cool sequences in that movie that I really enjoy. Yeah. I remember one in particular when, uh, when the when the guy is. Uh, is strapped up and everything else. He's all oozed up and everything else and, stra- and glued to the fucking wall and all the eggs are there and everything else and he grabs, he's struggling to grab a pistol from the other guy's uh, thing 
he finally gets it and then takes out the one egg and basically runs out of fucking bullets and all of a sudden he looks around and sees there's like 30 eggs around. Yeah. And like that was, it was fucking great. Um, and then the chest buster scenes were all great, especially when, when it went through that one, the one main character and the predator caught it with one hand and yep. cracked his neck. Snapped. Just snacked. And, and, and it's just like, eh. The, um, uh, obviously I love that predator character. I, I, I think is awesome. Um, like, that, I will say this at the very least in the movie predators were predators and alien xenomorphs were xenomorphs at the very least okay. yeah um, the um and then the i think the one thing too that's a, and obviously ending battle and also when she blows up the whole the the whole um uh, actual temple at the end and that it's the bomb the one thing that nobody talks about that i think is really cool is the rotating set is the is the actual um the temple and how i don't know if you guys remember that that like every 50, every 10 every minutes. every ten minutes and everything else, the whole fucking thing moves like a like a Rubik's cube. Uh, obviously, and, and, somebody either the writer or the director saw the movie Cube before writing that. Sure. Um, if you're gonna steal, steal from the best. Okay. <laughs> sure. I don't know. What, sure. The um, Cube isn't the best, but it's a very respectable and good movie. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, those those are the parts. My favorite enjoy. scene. I vaguely remember images of the alien queen running around outside at the end during the fight. I do like the predator chestburster at the very end for the credits roll. Pred alien. Yeah, the pred alien. Um, it's a behind the scenes thing, but I like the director's story about how they lost all of their KY jelly at customs. <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah because that's what they're using for the alien slime oh my god but I guess uh, customs of the country that they were filming in I think they were filming in Prague um, did they get the same supplier from the people provided to society I don't know I don't have that answer <laughs> um, but yeah they lost a whole bunch of KY jelly that is probably amazing probably because they thought they were part of the porn industry um, <laughs> that is great but I also like the scene when they're in the camp and they think something's you know crawling around in there and it turns out it's a little baby penguin Oh, of course I have my ridiculous moment throughout the Alien series Brandon has his throughout the AVP series yep and next uh, Zach I have a feeling you're going to be talking the most about this one because you're probably the only one that's actually seen the whole movie and that's Aliens versus Predator versus Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I mean, Aliens versus Predator Requiem. I mean, Aliens versus Predator versus One Tree Hill. I mean, a- Alien versus Predator versus the CW. I mean, it's bad. <laughs> it's um, really bad. I- I'm just going to say it right now. It's the only movie I ever walked out of. Um, I actually wa- I actually got it on like DVD and everything else. I turned it off after 20 minutes. Um, I don't remember a single thing except some relationship fight yeah. that happens in like the first 20 minutes and they're bitching about it and then somebody discovers an a- like an alien that came down from the spaceship and and that's about the gist of it. So that- I'm one of the few people who can tolerate the movie. Now, the movie as a whole, it's just... Uh, you know, I don't know. The movie as a whole, it's just kind of... It's bad. Yeah. But, the reasons why I tolerate it is because, one, it's rated R, and two, the Predator kicks a lot of ass in that movie. 
So, a few years back, I was I, I was just browsing the internet one day, and I saw somebody had actually cut the movie together and made a Predator-only cut. So pretty much it takes off all the human Dawson's Creek, whatever you want to call it, bullshit. And all you see is the stuff between the alien and the Predator. And the movie is a billion times better, because all okay. the scenes with the Predator wolf in it are fucking phenomenal. Okay. He's just going around, killing Xenos... Fucking over humans too at some points, which is awesome. He he just doesn't give a damn. Taking names, kicking ass. It, it's it's a good thirty minute short film. Yeah, and that's all you need. If you really want to see the movie, look for that cut. It's somewhere on the internet. But the rest of the movie is fucking terrible. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much my piece on it. There really isn't much to say. You know what's the thing that sucks about it is. They set up for a third movie, and they were finally going to make it like 200 years in the future. They were going to bring the Colonial Marines and everything like Mm -hmm. that, but because the movie did so terribly, and they fucking wonder why, (laughs) we never got a third Alien vs. Predator movie. Because Fox doesn't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Especially when it came to the Alien and Predator series at that time. So yeah, that's that's really all there is to say about the movie. It's, yeah. What was the uh, setup? What do you mean? You said that they set up for a third movie. What was the setup? So, there's an after credit scene, kind of, and the pretty much they go... One of the fucking special agent guys brings the plasma caster gun to Miss Yutani, mm-hmm. who is one of... Eventually, in the... Um, so, in the Aliens movies, Wayland is Wayland yutani Corporation. Yeah. At some point, those two companies merged together. Originally, it was just Wayland, but at some point, they merged together and whatnot, and that's pretty much what they were setting up for. So they were going to go like 200, 300 years in the future. Wayland yutani was going to be around. The Colonial Marines were going to be around. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's because of the Predator pretty much that we were able to get to that advanced state. We back, whatever, reverse engineered the plasma caster, learned all the cool shit, and bam. We were actually going to have a proper Alien versus Predator movie finally, but it never happened because, well, fucking stupidity. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I ain't got shit to say about this one, man. I, I mean, nothing. Like I, I, said, I have nothing. I walked out of it. Yeah. I, 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 you know what? I that, that was what twelve years ago now. Jesus, and I, and I just I, about. I stopped it at twenty minutes, and I don't remember a single fucking thing about it. I really don't. Yeah. Like I, I like I, you know, so it, it, it's so funny those movies that are just so bad that you just you, you don't. You know, like your brain automatically just defrags them. Like, like they automatically know this information is not important. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna. Yeah, that like out. I've had no desire to ever go back to it. Um, I got nothing. Yeah, I got, I got a jack on that one. So, but now comes to the uh, the uh, the real fun part. And okay, else. Mark, put a timer on. Give us a five minute limit. Uh, well, hey, folks, I've been instructed before this video that this is a, this is supposed to be only a five-minute conversation. But guess what? We're going to make it a seven-minute conversation. I'm adding on two you more minutes. You murdered us! <laughs> two more minutes! What's going to happen? It's going to be pandemonium down here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, but I shall introduce it. This is the movie Prometheus, the uh, supposed prequel to um uh, to Alien, uh, I think um I all right I will I'm gonna say my thoughts really quickly. Um, overall, I liked it. I didn't love it. 
I didn't hate it. It was kind of somewhere in the fucking middle. There's one really good scene in this whole movie that I really enjoyed, which was when she actually removes the fucking alien uh, from her in the machinery. That scene I really enjoyed. Oh, I'm talking about body horror. That's a body horror scene if there ever was and, one. And, and it's it's basically an abortion. Um, that's that's what the fuck it is. It's it's basically an abortion. The um uh, it, yeah, it comes back and tries to kill everybody. Yes, it, it's wow. There's a there's a thought. Um, uh, I. Yeah, and uh, and there's a couple other really good, a, a couple good scenes here and there. Um, I um, just start the timer. The uh, and Mike, Michael Fassbender, I did enjoy. So but besides that, you know, I'll leave it up to you, gentlemen. Um, give me just a second though, because I I sure as shit I'm gonna record this on a video. The um, because uh, I'm not gonna not not have this on here. The uh, gentlemen, if you wouldn't mind stepping up here a little bit so I can uh, get you both in the frame. So, and, um, hold on just a second. I'm going to get this timer rocking and rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a pandemonium uh, breakdown. We have, uh, we have almost, hold on, hold on, holding, holding. The suspense is killing our audience, Mark. I know it is. And my listen. organs are about to burst out of my back. Listen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have seven minutes on the clock. We are Burn recording us. our film, and we are starting... Now, let's get ready to rumble! Start. So who wants to start? You. Alright. Prometheus is fucking terrible. Holy crap, that movie is insulting to every goddamn alien fan in existence. Why? Because, okay. So, let's start with just the technology alone. We have this super futuristic advanced technology, uh, and it, it makes no sense to be in the alien universe. You look at the Alien and Aliens movie, just all those. They had very similar styles of technology. CRTs, all that basic holographic shit. That's one thing. Second off, there's not a single likable character in the movie. Third, the the, the engineers, they're humanoids? The, really? That Just, you take... Okay. The original design. There were these cool-looking elephant creatures. I, I don't know. Just very unique design, very interesting. And then you just ruin all that by making them basic-ass humanoids. Just kind of bigger and more bulkier. Sure, whatever. Uh, let's see. There isn't an actual xenomorph in it. That's another problem. You know, you, you add the deer elect ship in it, and you try to say, oh yeah, this isn't connected to the alien. Bullshit, Ridley. Continue. You, you, you go now. Me? I loved it. <laughs> I, okay, are there problems with the movie? Yes. yes. But none of those problems took me out of the movie. As far as creating experience, I was in it. I actually really liked the characters. Idris Elba as the captain, he was great. Numi Rapis as the female lead, she was great. Uh, Michael Fassbender as the android, I really like his arc there. Um, I don't like what they did with it in the next movie, but that's the next movie. Um, yeah, I really liked the crew. Charlie Theron was freaking creepy as all hell in that movie. She was creepy. Great. Yeah. How? I was creeped out by her. How was she creepy? She was kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, I liked the questions that really Scott started to explore with it. Again, um, just keeping it with Prometheus, I think it was a very good setup for stuff to come. Um, I really liked a lot of the designs in it. Um, I didn't mind the humanoid engineers at all. That did not bother me. Um... The technology thing, that's just advances in filmmaking. That, that's just one of those 
things that's like okay we're in a different we're decades away from the technology that they had available back then I'm okay with it I'll roll with it um yeah I really liked the uh, scene that Mark talked about earlier um I don't mind that we didn't get an actual xenomorph because it's not alien Prometheus it's Prometheus it's in the same world I never thought that this was supposed to be 100% leading up to the moment of Alien. I remember promotional material coming out saying, mm-hmm. this is going to answer a lot of questions. I don't for, remember that at all. I remember hearing that. Those were specific words, and that's one of the reasons why I was excited for the movie. Seeing the movie, like seeing the trailers, I'm like, I don't see how this could be good. And all this movie did was leave more questions than answers, and more just, like, what? So... It's if it wasn't connected to the alien universe, I may have liked it. I like that but it pro- is connected to the alien universe. I like that no, it brought up questions. Um, that being said, though, and we're going to cover this when we talk about Alien Covenant, um, just real briefly, what I don't like about one of the thing, one of the many things I don't like about Alien Covenant is it was like okay, they, they clearly had really Scott clearly had something he wanted to do with Prometheus. People didn't roll with it. And it was like, okay, I'm just going to completely throw out Prometheus now and do something different now. And it shows in Covenant. So I am upset that we never got the follow-ups. I feel like they were really building up to some really interesting follow-ups, some really interesting answers later on. But for whatever reason, because obviously it wasn't an alien action movie. It was more. It had more in common with like 2001 A Space Odyssey than it does Aliens. But that's what I like about it. But then they got freaking chicken cold feet with the next one and completely just ruin it instead of yes maybe half the people liked Prometheus half the people didn't but then they chickened out with the next one and instead of creating something that half the people like and half the people don't they created something that nobody likes I, I, I do wish they just kept in line with however their original plan with Prometheus was but that being said though it doesn't change the fact that I was really engrossed into the story of Prometheus. Problems aside, nitpicks aside, it does not change the fact that I was drawn into the story. I was drawn into the characters. Nothing will ever change the fact that it is a very quick two-hour movie for me. I can't. The, the fact that it's in the Alien universe is just ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense to be in the Alien universe. There's nothing about it. Like, like I said, technology. That's one thing. Style of the creatures. That's another thing. Everything that the series is built up to, up until that point, doesn't make any sense for it to be co-aligned at all. I are still, what, a few centuries away on the timeline between Prometheus and Alien? Um, and I, that didn't bother me. It's like, I, I, I could see how the evolution from that giant facehugger thing could eventually become the facehugger. Uh, I could see how that thing at, what was it called, uh... Do they call it the Neomorph at the end? Is Neomorph, that what it is? Yeah. yeah, I, I could. Yeah, obviously, I could see how that could eventually become an alien. I again, we're going to talk about more with Covenant. I hate that they freaking threw all that away because I do think it could have led to some really interesting things of how we eventually got to Alien. But again, they got too chicken shit and just threw it all away. But it, it doesn't change the fact that I was, I, I was drawn into the movie. 45 seconds remaining. You know what? The fact that there's a bunch of great material in comics. I know you say the comics aren't something to be taken up. I'm, I'm, not, just, I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying... 
I don't see the comics as like a bible that has to that the movies have to adhere to at every corner. If it's good and well received, it should. I hate it when twenty five seconds up, remaining. Mm-hmm. If there's if there's all this extra material out there with great story that people know, people love, and people think are canon, and hell, they even say might be canon at one point. Why change that? Why ruin that? That's fucking. Ridiculous. I don't think that's ruined. The comics are still out there. You can still enjoy the comics. But we could have got it as a movie. We could have, but we didn't. And I think Prometheus was still a pretty darn good movie. It, it, no. Bad movie. Completely unnecessary. It shouldn't have, should have been connected to Alien at all. All right, gentlemen. That is a wrap. I loved Prometheus. Hated it. The, um, uh... Alright. So, and, uh... Funny enough, this miss and everything else um and i'll put in some uh, some final thoughts and in the end of that and everything else and then I, we can go on and agree about covenant uh yeah no no I, you guys can agree about covenant i didn't see it um uh, the uh, actually uh, zach's very large opinion of it actually made me dissuade from it so some things that i remember from uh, from it even more as you were talking about it because i liked the characters i liked that original scene I like some of the philosophical messages that were coming yeah. in there. You know, their their search for for God and the creation I and everything else. Um, I love drew me in. I think I think ultimately what happened to me though is at the very end, it was almost like a what the fuck moment when okay. he when he got when he got taken out. Everybody got taken out by you know, I, I were those the co- engineer the engineers yeah. and everything else. They got taken out by them, and I, and I kind of went, oh, that's anticlimactic. Um, I guess I was supporting, you know, which is funny because I shouldn't really be... Again, that did lead into Shaw's question of, okay, they created us, but then they were going to destroy us. I'm going to find out why. That was an amazing setup for a sequel. It, it was. And again, going into... Okay, I guess we'll start we'll start bleeding over into Alien Covenant. Here. Well. They freaking threw it away. They, they, they had such a great movie. They had such a great setup. And they threw it away. They got too chicken. And like I said earlier, instead of... Yeah, Prometheus... There are people, I know that there are other fans of Prometheus. I know that there are other fans that are like Zach who hate Prometheus. But the fact is, half the people love it, half the people hated it. Okay. But with Covenant, instead of making something that's divisive again, they made something that nobody liked. So it's like, I, I Zach, I'm sure you would have rathered they made something more in line with Prometheus and something that nobody likes. At the very least, I, I'd ra- I'd disconnect ra- it from Alien. At this I, point, if you, here's the thing. If you disconnected that movie Which from the, the original Alien plan universe, was to go into... It was supposed to be in the Alien universe, but they were going to take it further from Alien. It takes place in the same universe, but it wasn't supposed to be aliens everywhere. But then they made Alien Covenant, of course, and it's just like, oh, that now there are aliens everywhere and nothing makes sense. Okay, you, you say... It doesn't make sense with the comics, fine. But Alien Covenant doesn't make sense with the comics. It doesn't make sense with the other movies. It doesn't make sense with the Prometheus, the movie it was supposed to be a direct sequel. To. All right, all right. It, it, let me let me bring this up because I think this is super important with this. And you know, you were talking about they completely fucked up and dropped the ball with this newness. Yeah. And, and this it, it, this is a really honest perspective. Those producers listen to listen to fans like Zach. Who said I fucking hated it and everything else? How dare you slander the alien, uh, the alien name, and, and everything else? And they listen to those voices very, very seriously, and then they flipped it on its head and they brought back all the aliens because the, all the fans were pissed that how dare you slap something on with an alien label? 
But it, did, it was called Prometheus. It wasn't Alien I, Prometheus. I, 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 it was but Prometheus. they were advertising it like it was a prequel I, to Alien, and, and, and that's the problem. You know, it, it, and I don't, I don't particularly remember. The marketing people are completely different it, from the creators. Wow, and, and we can. And we there's, can a re- there's a reason I don't watch trailers anymore. There's a reason I don't pay attention to marketing materials. And we can, and we can talk. We can have a whole podcast about how mar- the marketing team fucks up films. Yeah. The um, I in, Bicentennial Man, love that movie. Fucked by the marketing department. It's a funny movie with Robin Williams. No, it's a serious fucking drama. Yeah. The um, uh, no, there's plenty of movies that fuck about them, and this is in. And I love. I am a fanboy by definition. I am a nerd by definition. Sometimes that community can really rattle their saber and and fuck a direction of a movie, and this is a perfect example of it. Is is going away from what they had set up. And going back to 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 fan service, yeah, I, and then, and then also and and be perfectly honest, fucking the fans in in the process because when you went back to the fan service, you you, you didn't care about story. You just said, hey, look, hey, remember we we, we have aliens. We're, truly, we're an alien movie. I truly believe that had they kept on, if if they didn't change course, if they just kept on the direction that Prometheus set up, I truly believe we would have ended up with. A very special trilogy at the end of it, but we're never gonna know. We're never gonna find out. I could be wrong, um, but it does, none of that changes the fact that I still. I, I was just so engrossed with Prometheus. I loved every aspect of Prometheus. I loved the questions it brought up, and it pains me that we're never gonna get a proper follow up to that. Now. I certainly would have would have liked to have seen it. Um, uh, and, and it tried to do something different. I admire it for that. Um, Here's the thing. Yeah. Try something different. Sure. Do not fuck with the story. Make Have it make sense. That's all I ask. Keep everything in line. Keep everything coherent. That's all. So you wanted it to end with the freaking exact same space jockey we got in Alien. I never believed that that was supposed to be the same space jockey in Prometheus. Um, like I said, there are hundreds of no, years... No, no. Like, it doesn't have to be that mm-hmm. exact space jockey. But what I'm saying is, like, the design of the creature. That was cool. That was unique. That was interesting. We got a basic humanoid thing. That's a very basic shitty design. I didn't mind it. I thought it was terrible. No, and that's a taste. Like we can't really debate taste here, but I, I didn't mind it. Then there's then there's the technology thing. Yes, it was. Sh- yes, Alien and Aliens was shot in like seventies and eighties. That's fine. There's no reason they couldn't have re- replicated that technology for this movie. I agree with that, but it's not going to kill the story for me. It's it's just all the little things. The devil is in the details, and it all adds up, and it just completely takes me out of the movie. And if again, and, I, I, I mean, again, and there are movies where the little things have taken me out of the movie, but for whatever reason, it didn't take me out of Prometheus. All this movie had like, to do, like, like Elysium, the little things took me out of the movie every thirty seconds. Well, that was Prometheus, ju- that was just a bad movie. But Prometheus, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I freaking agree with you on those points. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change the fact that whenever I watch Prometheus. Oh, I, I still get drawn into the story. I still get drawn into the characters. I acknowledge those issues, but for whatever reason, Prometheus still draws me in. And nothing will ever change. You know what, I can I, never say Prometheus is a bad movie, because when I'm watching it, I am in it, and it is a fast two hours. Again, it's, an, it's in the same universe as Alien. You know, and it's it's painfully obvious. You have the same damn ship. Mm-hmm. You have the same damn suit. You have the same creatures, same arts. It's 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 in the alien universe. That's what it knows me. Take it out. Okay, fine. 
I can I can start believing all that stuff now, and I'm sure I may have even liked the movie at that point. But you put it in the alien universe, you set my expectations to one thing, and you gave me something else, and it didn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, the I think I think ultimately the you know this comes down to perception of marketing, and you know and I think and I think had and Zach maybe maybe if you avoided some of that marketing material, you may have even had a different approach to it. Even without the marketing material, I st- I know that ship. I know that suit. Like, I know all this stuff. Like I said, and Alien is one of my top three favorite franchises of all time. So I love this series to death. I grew up with it. And then you just go and pull all this shit out of nowhere just because you want to just ignore everything that was pre-established by other creators because you didn't want anything to do with the series? The, um, I think, again, this is this is coming down to something that, that is sacred. And again, this is... This is this fucking nerd culture, bro. It is, man. Like it, we've been having these fucking debates for forever, you know. And, and that's and and there's something that you know. And here's a perfect example and everything else about nerd culture right here. This shit is sacred to us and everything else. I'm just telling that all the people that are listening and all the people that may not know. I'm assuming everyone who listens to this is nerdy. At what point did a sacred become a sense of false ownership? Ooh. That that that's a debate for another podcast. That is a debate for another podcast and everything else. And I, I do want to keep this with fun alien stuff, but but I mean, but, but yeah, it, it is. You know, a good though, but alien, but aliens, you know, does mean a lot to people, though. I yeah, mean, it means a lot to me. And yeah, I, I still, I like I said, Alien is sci-fi horror at its best. Aliens is sci-fi action at its best, and Prometheus is really darn good philosophical sci-fi to me. It, it, it's uh, it, all three of those aspects. All three, of the, all three aspects of, the, of my entertainment brain get something really rich out of all three of those movies. You know, and I got a question for you, Zach. Is, mm. In your opinion, has is, is Alien ever been philosophical? No, not really. Okay, so there, there's there's probably where where a huge portion of that is. You know, Alien has never challenged the you know the status of of the universe and creation. And everything else, it's just been a um, an alien movie where it's aliens versus human beings, or alien versus predators, or predators versus human beings. It's all in the same you know universe and canon and everything else, but it hasn't been you know it never was there an ejection of of creation philosophy and everything else. So I think that may be where where some of this is coming from. I'll disagree with that. Okay, mainly just because of the comic Alien Earth. Okay, I don't, I don't know. We'll get into comic. that, Tom. We'll, we'll, I'll get to that when we actually get to the comics topic of the podcast. But yeah, okay. There's, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So the, um, I, I think I'm, but I am halfway in between you two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked. There was a lot of parts. I, Prometheus is actually one of the rare movies I've seen twice in theaters. By the way, and one of those times I did see it in 3D, and I actually thought the 3D was pretty darn good. Hmm. The um yeah um yeah I think I only saw it once the um only saw it once yeah I I'm I'm definitely halfway in between you there's parts I love parts I like parts I didn't like um uh, I don't think I really did, I don't remember hating anything of it um except maybe the ending like I I didn't like I, I was in the train of this philosophy of finding out the creation I guess I was almost like disappointed like at the end like I kind of. Like, is it kind of shitty of me to, to want a happier ending? Than, I, I, than I, the... I always saw Prometheus as, like, the setup. Prometheus is the movie that asks the questions. And either the second movie or the third movie is where we were going to get the answers. But unfortunately, we're never going to get those answers now. 
Fair enough. And the what the answers they did give us in Covenant were, it was literally just, oh, okay, you guys didn't like Prometheus, we're just gonna shove it in the corner. And it's like, no, be, be proud. You, you made it. it. It was different. Yeah, not everybody liked it, but it, it's like, it's, it goes back to like be yourself, but with movies. Yeah, it, it was Alien Covenant was so odd. Is like the movie equivalent of somebody being afraid to be themselves. I, th- I think we can all agree that the marketing department needs to just stay the fuck out of movies, man. Because... Cause... You say that and then there's no movies. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's very... Catch-22 it, God, it is. It so is. You know, and... Uh, so, you know, the, and, and the venture capitalist like, is the I, one I who said that. I can, I can just think of uh, the Tommy Lee Wallace and Halloween 3. No! Take Halloween 3 off of the title! People are going to expect Michael Myers now and they're going to hate my movie. It's exactly the same thing with Prometheus! The um, I think I think Prometheus could should have been better marketed. Um, uh, you know, maybe... You know, then again, how do you market was, a it, philosophical it, sci-fi movie to a mass audience? Here's the Correct. problem. Even without the marketing, you were putting it in the alien universe. You know what, though? But and Zach, you're setting an expectation. You, you know, but Zach, though, not everybody is going to know the, uh, those finer details. That I, most fans, you know, most people, moviegoers wouldn't even, wouldn't know until that, until that whole, that uh, cutting out of the stomach scene. They wouldn't know the spaceship. They wouldn't know half of that stuff. You know, they would maybe have an idea. Like, maybe this is familiar, but they wouldn't know 110%. You know a lot more details than most people do. I'm trying to remember if Wayland... No. You see Wayland, you tell me... You see Wayland at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. All Anybody right. who's an alien fan is going to know that right off the top of their head. It's just like, wait, Wayland? What? What? Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so yeah, I think we, we're, we're, we're pretty much, you know, skipping Covenant for the most part because we... Don't like it. I, 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 I didn't see it. So no, that movie was like. I, here's the thing. I hate it's it's the last movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a bad. But we. That's why we're also talking about comics and video games. So we don't have to end the alien conversation on a sour note. Yeah, because it, you, here's the thing. I hate Prometheus. <sighs> Just breathe, Zach. Words cannot describe. Just breathe. The hatred I feel for fucking Covenant. You know, I thought Prometheus was insulting to Alien fans. No. Just Alien Covenant was the biggest fuck you I've ever seen in my life. Like, the chestburster scene. We didn't get a chestburster. We get a little tiny xenomorph coming out, raising its hands, doing just little... I don't know. Like, Marcus said it best. I was expecting him to come out and just do the hell of my baby, hell of my honey. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Like seriously, it's it's fucking ridiculous. Are, are you done? Are we moving? Mark, you obviously you didn't see it, so you don't have any thoughts. Are we I moving have on to my thoughts now, or oh, did, just do you want some more time? Fucking get it over with. Um. Okay, so. I was really excited for Covenant because, you know, it's an alien movie. Why wouldn't I be excited to see an alien movie? Yeah, you know, right? We're finally getting an alien on the big screen after Um, how many years? uh, I actually worked on the cruise ships at the time it was in theaters, and I was never in port at a time where I could see it. So I actually missed it in theaters. 
Um, Zach got me a digital copy of the movie after I went on vacation and I watched it and my first reaction was nothing. Like, I just felt nothing. Uh, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I didn't like it. I didn't dislike it. I didn't think it was average. I just literally felt nothing. Um, I described my opinion of it as a whole. And I can't think of any other movie where I've literally felt this much nothing about it. Uh, the more I think about it, though, um, I hate it. It completely abandoned everything that Prometheus set up um it's like literally it, it didn't give anything that the people that liked prometheus wanted it didn't give anything to the people who hated prometheus it didn't give anything that they wanted nobody got anything out of this movie in yeah. fact they i would have rather had a movie as divisive as prometheus than a movie that everybody hates i agree i, I hate it but i agree because this movie you you fuck with the xenomorph life cycle in this one it's not even a real ze- it's and not even a real xenomorph in my opinion. And I can't even I don't even like the characters in this one. Like okay, um, at least the characters like, in Prometheus were decent. Yeah, I like I love the characters in Prometheus. I'm not gonna say I love them, but um, they were at least decent characters. But I'll give them that much. The characters in this one, like it just goes back to like Billy Crudup's character, who's a fantastic actor by the way. Um, like, I just remember at the beginning, he's complaining about, oh, they would never give some a person of faith like me the chance to become captain of a ship like this. And I was like, bro, you're on a ship that's called the Covenant. Here's, here's another problem with the movie. It's not your faith that's holding you back. It's the fact that you're a whiny little... Yeah. So, before the movie released, they released, <laughs> they released a lot of clips about the movie. You know, okay. they released promotional clips... And these clips actually give a lot of story into the characters. Okay. The problem is they're not in the fucking movie. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea these existed. Yeah. Again, I was on the ship during like, the if whole you, here's the thing. If you watch this movie without seeing those clips, you would never know that each character was supposed to be married to somebody on that. Like, Covenant. It's it's supposed to be they're going to go colonize a really? planet. Yeah. The whole point of the, the Covenant was sent out to go colonize a planet. That's why they had married couples and stuff like that. But you never know because you didn't see that promotional clip at the beginning of the movie or before the movie came out. There was actually like three promotional clips. They all gave a lot of story to the characters. And for some reason, they just expected everybody to watch it. Then when people came out of the movie, they're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. There was a lot of flute playing with Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender was literally trying to fuck himself. Which, he was so great in Prometheus, but in this one, he was so bad. Not not the actor's fault. It's not his no. fault. The script sucked. Exactly. Like, I really liked his arc in Prometheus. In this one, it was like... He's just trying to fuck himself. Oh, and that twist at the end where it's David, not Walter. We all... It, that's not oh, a twist. Just, yeah. That's not a twist. Call that, you can't call that twist a twist. It's so bullshit. And that Shyamalan twist. Uh, no. <laughs> like, this was literally just like... Like, M. Night Shyamalan twists are so ridiculous that you're just like, okay. This was like, really? Yeah. It's like, it's one of those twists that's so bad that it's like, you have to have a second twist to make up for it. Yeah. Like, if, I, I don't care what, but it's like, okay, this is so obvious, you have to be, it's like the angel heart thing. This twist is so obvious, and but then, oh, there's a second twist that you don't even see coming, and it's great. No, they don't do no, that. No, we don't it's, do that. Um, uh, 
like they're and then they just completely wipe out the whole Elizabeth Shaw storyline from Prometheus in a flashback, and it was the dumbest. I was gonna say thing. apparently there's a lot of deleted scenes that give more story. But I, don't I would never know because I'm not gonna watch the movie again. There's and, no and reason. They to. didn't end up in the movie. Deleted yeah. scenes are cool and all, but it's not in the movie. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not there anymore. It's not I, there. Oh god, there's so, there's so there, many there good what if scenario at best. Um, yeah, I, I would have much rather had a direct sequel to Prometheus and then slowly build up to the aliens. the The reveal of the actual xenomorphs, I think, needed to be a lot more gradual, especially compared to what we ended up getting in Covenant. That wasn't a fucking xenomorph. Uh, it was a CG abomination. Yeah, because Ridley Scott thinks practical rubber suits are terrible now. Yeah. Do not let that man ever touch the alien license again, for the love of God. Like, it was... Covenant is just a perfect storm of literally everybody's bad ideas and bad opinions. Literally, that was a movie that I felt went into pre-production with a chip on its shoulder and it just left dead on arrival I, I, I can't even like e- even bad movies I can think of at least one scene or one shot or one moment and I was like okay that was kind of cool or okay I kind of enjoyed that but I can't think of a single thing from Alien Covenant Dude, the visual effects were so bad the alien clipped through the floor yeah I can see this is hurting you guys, so... You have no so, idea. So, so, yeah, so. You've got it from both sides, too. You've got it from somebody who loves Prometheus and somebody who hates Prometheus, but we join forces again with our mutual hatred for Alien Covenant. Well, you both you both will always join forces, and I'll join it with you, man, if I've seen a bad, you know, really bad movie. Anything else? We have no problem attacking bad movies at all. No. The, um, uh, you know, sometimes eh, sometimes with a film we understand, but there's other times there's just no fucking excuse. Yeah, there really is an excuse yeah. for this one. It's... You know, you, there, there are blueprints for great alien stories out there. There's hundreds of comics you can do movies off of that would be phenomenal. Ooh. But we got that. <sighs> you know, Alien Earth War would make a great TV show. Let's hear about it. Yeah. No, no, no. Let, let's do games first. Games okay. is much shorter. Okay. Have any of you ever played any of the Alien games? Oh, or is I, this just I played Alien Trilogy on the PlayStation when I was like seven. And I played Alien Isolation. Did you beat it? I did not beat it. But oh, I did, and I did I play AVP2 on PC for a brief period of time. Okay. All great Alien games. So I will go into the one that... Uh, I'll go into the terrible one last. Um... So, last podcast, we were talking about horror video games, and I wanted to talk about my favorite horror video game, which is Alien Isolation. I think it is the greatest survival horror game ever created, but since this week, since I knew this week was going to be Alien Day, I decided to hold off in there. Alien Isolation, you play as Amanda Ripley, daughter of Ellen Ripley. This game respects the alien lore. It, it, it clearly done its research. Everything looks like it belongs. The technology is the same for the movies. A lot of the scenery is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. The xenomorph in the game looks like exactly like Big Chap did from the first one. It's not a warrior. It's, it's one of the drones, the bigger ones. And 
this thing is the smartest piece of artificial intelligence I've ever seen in a video game. It literally hunts you based off everything it can. If you have a microphone connected to your PlayStation, it can hear you. Yeah, I remember that. Like, one scenario. I, I made my buddy play it, and I hooked up my mic, and I didn't tell him about it. And the alien came. He was hiding in a locker. The alien just casually walks by. And I scream, He's over here! Damn thing runs, opens the locker, and just murders him. Like, the immersion in this game is phenomenal. And the alien will fuck with you, too. Like, there, there's times where I've hit under a desk, and I'm like, Okay, it's cool. The thing did see me. It, it makes you look like it's going to exit the door, but then out of nowhere, quickly turns around and just grabs you and just murders you. It's like, holy shit! Like, the, the game is legitimately terrifying. Like, the first, a like, Alien, I never really looked at as a horror movie. It never scared me. This game, fucking terrifying. Because the threat of the alien is always there. You never know when it's going to appear. If you, may, you start running, there's a chance it can hear you, and it will start chasing you. If there's a situation where you're in danger, you have to consider, okay, am I going to shoot my gun and possibly attract the thing, or am I going to just run away? Is there even the option to hide? Like, like, there's only so much you can do. Because the only way you can actually defend yourself against the Xenomorph is if you had the flamethrower, which, next to no ammunition for that damn thing. Nope. You get very few uses of that thing throughout the entire game. Like, you have to use it sparingly. You know what, and the one thing I remember the most, though, about playing that game was I had no idea where to look. When you're walking down the hallway and everything else, you have no fucking... Here's the here, 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 where is it? where's this son of a bitch at? Here's the thing, when I first played that game, um, since I had my studio headphones, I'm like, you know what, no, I'm going to play this game legitimately. I jacked the difficulty up to Nightmare Mode. I wanted the full immersive experience. I jacked the difficulty up to Nightmare. I plugged in my headphones so I could get that full 3D surround, and I'm just like... It made the game so much easier because you could hear that thing crawling around in the bench. You're like, okay, where is it? Okay, it's behind me. Okay, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And you just use that to track. What uh, generation of systems is that for? PlayStation 4. Do you have it? Yeah. I told you, you should play it. Cool, so I could theoretically play it with my surround set up here in the big TV. Yeah. Oh. That should be... So I may gonna, have to borrow that. I was going to say, so one thing we may start doing as a gaming channel, just based off horror video games alone, I've pretty much played every freaking horror video game there is out there that's like worth noting. I've played about there's, 75% of them. Mm, there's still a plethora that these two dorks haven't played yet that I want to put them through. So I figured we'd do a gaming channel, just I'd film them playing the games and such, and you know, that'd be a fun thing to do, so. We're going to do that at some point. I guess Alien Isolation is going to be our first game. You know, some funny is the more I remember about this game, the, the, the more I remember how fucking scary it is, man. The um, I didn't play with the headphones, but I mean, I remember the... Um, I love that feeling almost in any game, um, whether it's horror or what kind of game it is. You know, every time I say, where, all right, where the, where's that motherfucker at? The um, I've said that multiple times, and this is the one game I've said it the most. I literally did not know where to look. I was looking up at the vents. I was looking around the hallways. There was absolutely, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. Um, uh, you know, there wasn't a moment of rest. There wasn't a moment of stopping anywhere no, except to press pause. There isn't. The threat is always there. Oh. There's one small moment of calm, but it is quickly taken away from you. Like, I like. I love this game not only because it is definitely the best survival horror game I've ever played. It also respects the alien story better than anything I've seen since Aliens or the comics. Hmm. 
Like, I kind of wish this would be, like, I kind of wish this is the Alien 3 we would have gotten or something like that. Like, it's such a great story. It makes Speaking sense. Speaking of Alien 3, I do remember playing the Super Nintendo Alien 3. Oh. I remember my brother saying it's better than the movie, but I, I, I just remember, like, you save prisoners or something. Yeah, yeah. so there's face huggers everywhere, which makes no damn sense. And pretty much, the game took, the Alien 3 game took the idea that pretty much, um, if it really came down to it, an alien could cocoon a human and turn it into an egg, and eventually a single drone could molt into a queen, so it really took that idea to heart. And I mean, for its time, it was a very fun, basic game. By today's standards, it's stupid, but you know, it, it's something. It's not bad. It's not good, but it's not bad. But anyways, yeah, Alien Isolation. If you are an Alien fan and for some reason you haven't played it, you absolutely should. Yeah. And hell, if, if you pre-order, the, there's add-ons for the game too, where you actually can play, uh, what's it called, an item-gathering mission with the pretty much on the Nostromo. Hmm. Yeah, you can choose between uh, some of the most of the characters. The only one you can't choose is the android. But uh, yeah. So sounds like you highly recommend Alien Isolation. Alien Isolation is definitely the best Alien game I've ever played, um, and also the best survival horror game I've ever played. Phenomenal. Now, I don't know if I want to touch on the sore subjects, but I know you will have a plethora of things to say about We're it. We're going to talk about colonial fucking marines, aren't we? We are now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's that bear trap. So, aliens, colonial marines. Again, when you insult the alien storyline, you piss me off. And, and, get, and here's the thing. The game industry is kind of going to hell. There's a lot of corruption and a bunch of dumb shit, but there is one game developer in general who I hate with a bloodthirsty passion because he's just a piece of fucking shit. And his name is Randy fucking Pickford. Whenever he shows his goddamn smug fucking face, every game is terrible. Duke Nukem, terrible. Aliens Colonial Marines, terrible. Half of Gearbox's titles, terrible. The only game that's ever been good... From them is Borderlands. Borderlands is a phenomenal series. I'm sure he found a way to fuck up three, but that's neither here nor there. We're talking about aliens right now. Aliens Colonial Marines. <sighs> I remember seeing the E3. Did you ever see the E3 the, demo for that? The, I did see some like demo or trailer or some kind of thing that looked awesome. Yeah, it was falsely advertised. And then, yeah, and then I remember when the game came out, there was an article that was literally putting screenshots from the trailer next to screenshots from the actual game and the screenshots from the trailer had the little uh, fine print on it actual gameplay yeah. and it's just a complete oh my lie what happened oh my god that game was so atrociously bad from graphics story the AI of the aliens. And aliens run up to you even, with open arms like they're trying to hug you. And it's not even like it's a small drop in quality. Where It's not even like reasonable, okay, advertisements, of course, are always going to look better. It's no. Like, you, you can't even tell me this is the same product. Is it, it's not. It, is it like No Man's Sky fraud? No, at uh, least No Man's Sky looks like No Man's Sky. It, just, it was just lacking content. It, 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 this or, game, or anything they promised. Yeah, no, this game was literally just complete false advertisement. Ooh. Night and day difference. That's that's no good. Yeah. And here's the thing. Aliens, Colonial Marines. What do you think you're going to be fighting in Aliens, Colonial Marines? 
Aliens. No. What are you fighting? Wayland Yutani soldiers for some reason. What? A good majority. Of the, a good majority of the game, you are fighting Wayland Yutani. No. No. Okay, again, gimmicks. Not a fan. Never been a fan of gimmicks. So, so was that the video game that you were gonna you were gonna ask him about? Yeah, what Brian? game were you talking yeah, about? That was the okay, game I, was ask. Uh, <laughs> I remember being super excited for the game. And Did you ever play the Aliens vs Predator first person shooters though? Oh yeah, those games were phenomenal. Every single one of the AVP games is phenomenal. There's the Command and Conquer style game, or real time strategy, whatever you want. To, I I call. It I art. never played that one, but I've always been a sucker for that kind of game. Oh, it's fine. You know, my favorite faction is the Predator course but you know the aliens one has a very good storyline to it and um yeah if anybody has a ps2 or a ps2 emulator or original xbox get it it's fucking phenomenal but the alien versus predator first person shooters those games were great yeah especially avp2 it's the only game that i re- it's you actually get to you get to go through the full life cycle of xenomorph so you start as a face hugger you're crawling through this Wayland yutani base and then you actually get to go through the whole cycle. You get to chest bust out of somebody. Oh, yeah. It's the only game you ever get to do that. And even in the competitive multiplayer mode, you could actually set it up to where you had to go through that whole scenario. That was awesome. It was! The multiplayer for that game was phenomenal! And there was such a great arsenal of weapons for the Predator. I, anybody who wanted to play as a human was just wrong. Those were so fucking boring to play. The Predator was pretty cool to play. Oh, the Predator yeah, was I awesome. I love flipping through the different vision modes. Oh, of course. Especially heat vision. Especially just hearing the sound. Yeah. The heartbeat and everything. <laughs> that, that, that sound was therapeutic to me in my 8th uh, grade, 14-year-old days. Yeah. <laughs> None of that surprises me at all. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. You just learned something about my teenage years there, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> God, that's... Yes. I, I've known quite a bit about your teenage years, and now I know even more. <laughs> Uh, 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 I'm sorry. That's not. Uh, it's because Br- of Br- Brandon's creepy laugh. The the one that it sounds like there's a car starting. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. The um, uh, the Alien versus Predator games are phenomenal. Hell, even the one that came out for PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty was super fun. You know, the aliens actually worked like aliens. They crawled on walls. They were jumpy, hard to hit. If you were a human, it was hard to fucking see. You relied on that flashlight and pulse rifle. If you were using anything else, you were just wrong. <laughs> um, and then, oh my god, playing as the Predator was so fun in that game too. It was so violent. One of my favorite kills as the alien is you stuck your tail up a dude's ass and it came right out of his mouth. Oh god. Or playing as a Predator, you put your hand through somebody's chest and ripped their skull out from it too and you just god. toy with it. God, I think, I'm pretty sure Mortal Kombat made our lives a lot better. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. It all, Com- it all started there. <laughs> I was about to say, Mortal Kombat did make our lives great. And then they made 11. Don't. Don't. This is not the time to talk about it. No, I, no, I have my disappointments with it, too, but yeah. we're already over two hours here. Yep. <laughs> the, uh, oh, God. And we haven't even gotten to talking about production of episode two yet. That no. would be going into episode three. No. No. no, no that's, uh, that, production's going to be in another episode, ladies and gentlemen. But this is just Alien now. <laughs> the, um, uh, I... Sure. The um, I mean, um, it would be nice to, to talk about that though. The um, uh, we still have too much alien stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I don't really have anything about the video games. Like, I mentioned the ones that I played when I was younger, but I really don't remember them that much. Mark, do you have anything? I talked about Isolation, um, but I think Isolation was actually the only one I ever played. Did anybody ever play the Alien Resurrection game? There was an Alien Resurrection game? Uh, No, I must have missed that. So the Alien Resurrection game was a first-person shooter survival horror game as well. Okay. This game was another game that actually was pretty scary as a kid. So you watch the, the intro cutscene, it has all the cool PS1 CGI graphics and alien and everything. And then as soon as that cutscene's over, there's a little loading screen. You see the silhouette of a xenomorph. It's dark as hell. And in the fine text it said, this game is best played in the dark. Have fun. <laughs> oh! Okay. Actually, I do have one last alien video game story before we move on. Um, it wasn't me directly, and it's not even about the game, which is a story that involved the game. Um, on my first cruise ship that I worked on, the Carnival Legend, the uh, arcade did have an Aliens Armageddon machine. And there was a night where we had a crew auction. Uh, so it was like different prizes up for auction and everything. Um, I got a steakhouse dinner from that auction. Uh, but yeah, the cruise director at the time, uh, man named Lee, very nice person. He actually won a, I think it was a $30 gift card for the arcade. Um, and so, yeah, after the auction, I got the gift card himself, me, uh, one of the other techs, and I think it was one of the fun squad hosts just went up to the arcade and, yeah, uh, we played some air hockey, but then uh, I can't remember if we played the Armageddon game. I feel like we did, or it might have been out of order. I don't know, but I remember sending you a picture of the arcade game asking you, is this a good one? I think he said yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks cool. really fun. It looks Always. really good. I don't remember playing it, but no, nah, it's one of those little uh, detail stories. Um, we had an Aliens game on the ship. Yeah. No, there's anticlimactic. It's not even a story. Oh, it's wow. a detail. <laughs> I was just gonna say no. There's there's three great Alien arcade machines, and one of them is actually the Alien versus Predator beat 'em up game. Which the, you, have, um, you haven't played. The one I, the one I remember was Extermination. Yeah. The um. Uh, yes. Yeah. So there was one where they go back to LV-426. There's one where it pretty much is Earth War. That That's essentially what Armageddon is. It's Alien Earth War, which is, you know, the in my opinion, the greatest alien storyline in existence. And it's a goddamn shame we haven't gotten a live-action adaptation of it yet. I, I, again, I'm surprised that isn't what Alien 3 was, because this came out before Alien mm-hmm. 3 did. And one thing that happened was, was after Alien 3 came out, they actually reprinted the entire series, because it mainly follows... Newton Hicks, mm-hmm. but after Alien 3 came out, because Newton Hicks, you know, just get thrown away at the beginning of the movie, uh, they actually changed the characters' names. I can't remember what the hell they changed them to, but, you know, if you read the comics... You yeah, I, I do remember reading about there are different versions that have the different names. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe most modern prints, uh, if there are any, like the, the book I got... Um, mm-hmm. They, they recently did a collection recently. It's a mini uh, colorless book. That's the worst part about it is there's no color. Um, and it, it reverts them back to their normal names, thankfully. So you know who the hell it is. Yeah. Uh, should we get into the comics now? Um, before the comics... Uh, hold on here. Um, 
for the comics, uh, I think this will be a good little prelude to that. When I was in middle school, uh, sixth grade, actually, it was when I was in sixth grade, uh, my brother gave me an alien, an aliens book. I read it, and I remember loving it so much. And in the back, it said it was actually part one of the trilogy. I read the books Aliens, Earth Hive, Nightmare Asylum, and The Female War. That is, which I believe are based on comics. I was going to say, that is literally pretty... Those three are pretty much what Alien Earth War is. So Alien Earth War is a culmination of a bunch of like storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, all those are part of it. Okay. Earth War is pretty much just the beginning part. So, but they all like come after. There's actually there was actually a whole string of alien uh, comics that was one coherent story. They yeah. just came out in you know multiple issues and stuff, and they just had their different names and stuff. So, huh. but yeah, all those were part of them. Yeah, and I don't remember anything about the story, but I just remember enjoying them a lot. Like the, they were really good books. Very nice. And actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that we put a uh, just like I put a timer on it. I'm I'm gonna have because I don't know as much about the comics, but I do want you guys to talk about it though. Um, uh, let's do. Your, I have your... three stories to talk about specifically. Zach, me, I may like there. I I can go into details about the comics, all the aliens, colonial marines, but the main one that I love that holds a special place for me is just the entire Earth War series. Okay. Yeah. So fair enough. So Brandon, if you want to talk about your three, okay, um, I'm gonna talk about these in the order that I have read them. Okay. Um, the first one was something that Zach did not know existed until he met me, and I told him just leave it alone, don't read it. It's not as cool as it sounds. And of course, because he's Zach and it had the alien's name on it, he had to read it, and then he realized why I warned him. And that was the four-issue miniseries. Oh, God. Aliens versus Predator versus the Terminator. It sounds so awesome, but it's not. It goes so wrong. I don't... I wouldn't even say there's a Terminator. That thing was not a fucking Terminator. I don't don't even think it was. I don't don't even think... Oh, my God. You you talk about it. You talk Um, about it. I, I don't even know what box to put that in. So, first off, it's a sequel to Alien Resurrection. Alright. Yeah. It takes place long after the Terminator War, and even to this day, I still don't quite understand how it was supposed to line up. Neither do I. I, Um, I. I sat there, like, I was in his apartment, and I'm just, like... During the Alien universe and everything else, like... In the in the Terminator timeline, like exactly. humanity's wiped out, but like in the Alien timeline, humanity's exploring space. Because Judgment Day was what ninety seven. Yeah. Well, um, well, depending on which. Well, one. This oh, one, okay. I <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a problem now. I think this miniseries was pre T three. I think. Oh, okay. it absolutely was. It had to have been. Oh, it absolutely was. This was a comic that was made in the nineties. Yeah, because I mean it was based off of Resurrection, so you know who would choose to do that unless it just came out. I'm actually looking up here. Yes, uh, Aliens vs. AVPVT. Ugh. Although technically, uh, according was released in 2000, so yes, this was pre Terminator Three. Yeah, Terminator. What was that? Okay, 2003, so so technically by that, well, 
so technically by that regard and everything else, I'm counting just the movies. I mean, at the end of T2, they essentially did in, in yeah. stop Judgment Day in that, in that universe. It wasn't until we figured out in T3 that they just delayed it. They didn't really stop it all the way. So, I mean, I guess this could mix. No. There is no logical line. Where this comic I'm makes gi- I'm, gi- sense. I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt right now. That's don't. Okay. It doesn't deserve it. Okay. The art's bad. The story's bad. The art was atrocious. It's... <sighs> when you see a title like Aliens versus Predator versus The Terminator, you want it to be awesome because it should be awesome. And how can something like that not be awesome? And they what, did it. And then it's not awesome. There's not a single redeemable quality. To be fair, it. I don't think there's a good Terminator comic out there. I've read a good chunk of them. That book you gave me, it was Burning okay. Earth. Yeah. It was oh, it was okay. The art was good. The art was good, but the Terminator designs weren't right. Yeah, and that, that's literally yeah. just, the, the artwork's good, and the story is literally just by the numbers basic. Yeah. Um, I mean, The Burning Earth is really more famous for being Alex Ross's first comic book as an artist. And that's fair. And if it wasn't for that, it would probably just be forgotten. It would, yeah, it would be with the junk Terminator comics that are out there. Because, again, none of them are fucking good. Um, There's a reason why they're all in the bargain bin at the basement of Graham Cracker Comics. Oh, yeah. Uh, 50 cents a comic, yo. Or three for free on Wednesdays. You can find all the Terminator comics down there. I found them a plethora of times that are just like, I have other important issues to get. I'm not going to do this one. So moving on to the second storyline, which is really a one-shot. Aliens Salvation. Great. Written by Dave Gibbons of Watchmen fame. And drawn by Mike Mignola of Hellboy fame. It is a good storyline with very beautiful artwork. I would describe it as the Aliens version of Apocalypse Now. Sure. Um, Wow, okay. Very loosely, but it's if I had to compare it to something, Apocalypse Now is the movie that comes to mind first. Um, It is about a crew member on a ship who is stranded on this sort of paradise-like island with his deranged captain and their ship that they had had to abandon had a suspicious cargo on it which okay since it the title is aliens i wonder what it could be i wonder what's gonna happen um and then action suits uh here's a little artwork of the queen uh, as drawn by hellboys mike mignola um looks like you're about to get a picture of that Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a one-shot comic. Uh, pretty breezy, quick read. Uh, really good read. Very interesting read. Um, honestly, I think Alien Salvation does what Alien Covenant tried to do a whole lot better. Fair. Like actually looking through the artwork right now, it's yeah. We've got the Paradise Planet there. You've got the faith aspect of it. To be fair, I don't um, think the planet was ever supposed to be a paradise in Covenant. Granted, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. So Maybe I just think it was supposed to be a paradise planet because the original title was Alien Paradise Lost. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, just look, just thumbing through it right now. It's yeah, Alien Salvation does yeah. what Covenant tried to do so much better and so much simpler. And it looks and great so too. And so much quicker. And it looks great. And I love it. It is. It's definitely one of the most visually unique Alien comics out there. But it's really good. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I have to talk about is a recent one, and it is fucking beautiful. And it has probably the bloodiest chestburster frame I've ever seen. Here it is, Mark, for you to take a look at it. Oh. And this. Oh, is, very nice. And this is Aliens Dead Orbit, which I believe came out last year or the yeah. year before. It came out last year. It's very recent. Wow, uh, great artwork. It's a very straightforward story, it, and it's kind of told in flashback. And it starts with a screamer just alone on, on a ship, and there's a self-destruct timer going down, and then each issue kind of flashes back to what led to that. Um, Zach, you have an interesting look on your face. Bet you any money that's probably what inspired the story for that first Alien short, now that I think about it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. That actually kind of makes sense. Um, I didn't think about that at the time, but yeah. We'll get into the we'll shorts. Into yeah. yeah. The shorts will probably be our last topic. Yeah, I think that's a good topic to go out on. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're recording this before the last two-hour release, but we have the first four to talk about. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of interesting words on those. But yeah, so it's I mean, they find uh, another ship with three people on it. They get horribly burned. Two of them have chest bursters on it. What I like about this book is it assumes that if you're reading it, you're a fan of the series. You already know what the alien life cycle is. So it's once the chest bursters come out, they don't waste time with like trying to find it, them and everything. It's, it goes back to the present day storyline. The next time it flashes back, they're all already full-grown aliens attacking. Um, this was definitely written by a fan for fans. Which is always a And the artwork is great. Um, I think the artwork is probably the best-selling point of the comic. Written and drawn by James Stoko. Or Stocko. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, he did a good job, both on the writing and the artwork. Oh, absolutely. Like um, I said, the artwork is definitely the best-selling point wrote, of this comic. He also wrote and drew another comic that I have in my room right now that I have not read, but have heard nothing but phenomenal things about, and that's Godzilla, The Half-Century War. Um... So I'm looking forward to that. And after reading Dead Orbit, I'm looking forward to that one even more. I'll have to read that after you're done. Um, yeah, Dead Orbit is probably uh, one of the best aliens-related media out there, especially given the recent, <laughs> what we've gotten. Yeah. Oh, actually, well, they, they've released a, a lot of They're, new comics I, I, recently. I've noticed so. they've been releasing a lot of ones recently. And I'm hearing a lot of good things. Yeah. Like the Alien 3 comic they recently released, I'm hearing great things about. the. There's also another Alien comic that expands more on Amanda Ripley's story, mm-hmm. which I haven't heard much about, but I haven't heard anything bad about it. Like so I've that's a, a plus. Like I've got a few of the recent trades in my Amazon wish list right now. One of them's called Dust to Dust. Um, I'm trying to find them right here. Uh, yeah, Dust to Dust is one. There was another one I saw on the rack at Chicago Comics not too long ago that I thought looked interesting, but I can't remember the title. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, Resistance. 
Resistance um, is the most recent one. That's the one with Amanda Ripley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dust to Dust and Resistance. Um, I'm looking forward to reading both of them. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm glad we're getting a new slew of Aliens comics that are looking to be very promising. And yeah, I, I think. Um, did you ever read um, which one? Fire and Stone. No, I never got around to reading those. Because I have heard some really good things about it. I've heard a lot of mixed things about it. Okay. The, the main reason I didn't get into those is because I'm not a fan of the engineers. Okay. Like, I, I just hate that whole aspect. And I've seen a little bit about the comics, and um, they kind of underplay the Predators a bit, which also annoyed me. So mm-hmm. the, I, it, there was just a lot of things that kind of pushed me away from the series. Like, the engineers are super godly and old. Well, not godly, but they're really fucking powerful. Like, they kick the shit out of Predators, which I'm like, eh. Just, I don't know. Again, not a fan of the engineers, not a fan of that idea. And it really just pushed me away from the story. Yeah, yeah. I'll read it at some point. If I ever get my hands on it, I will read the whole thing. And there are actually individuals like that. Yeah, I know there's like Predator, Fire and Stone, Aliens, Fire and Stone, AVP, Fire and Stone, yeah. and Prometheus, Fire and Stone, which I think was just a one-shot. I think so. Um, I'm hoping... It probably isn't, but I'm thinking about tracking them all down in the hopes that that's the Prometheus sequel that I wanted. I believe... I know I have one of the comics. Like what I saw one of them when we were at a Graham Cracker and they were in the basement bin. It was one of the free comic book day ones, so I just grabbed it. Mm-hmm. Um, as for tracking the rest of them down, it, it's something I have on my list at some point just because I do... I don't know. I kind of want to read it, but at the same time, I'm just like, it probably just pissed me off. Who knows? Um... Like I said, I've heard mixed things about it. It's not terrible, but at the same time, it's not good either. I've heard nothing but good things, actually. Um, Okay, so that's the comics. Um, uh, The 40th anniversary shorts. So so there's a a tiny bit of, of... Insider with uh, with this. Yeah, I'm gonna let you and Zach start with that because actually I didn't come on board until very late into this. It was literally when I brought you on board. Yeah, yeah. We were just getting situated. Yeah, so. yeah. We we knew that uh, that we wanted to bring you on. You know, for a long time. I asked him many many times. When is he getting off the boat? When is he getting <laughs> off the? Actually, no. I didn't even say that. I said, when is he coming home? Yeah. I said that more than once. Oh yeah, um, and, I, I, and I knew it. It's just like it was. It was all, just the matter of well. Well, when he, fuck off the ship. When, when he gets off the fucking ship and everything else, I'll let you know. Yeah. The um, uh, but that being said, um, our uh, our good friend Jeff found out about this this contest that um, uh, several producers from Fox had had dished out, saying that if uh, would they give you guys a, a forty eight hour seventy two hour window to write an actual spec script. Pretty much, we, had two, we didn't, I don't know how long it was out, yeah. I believe it was only... I, I, I wish he was here with us right now, because I know that he knew those rules front and back. Yeah. So, here's the thing. It, I know we we found it a day later, and there was only it was only open for three days, so it yeah, was open that. for a very short window. And I think we did have a... So, pretty much, uh, Fox contacted Tongle, I think Tongle is the name of the site, and they wanted to do a competition to get some alien shorts out there for the 40th anniversary. Cool. We didn't get, you know, accepted, clearly, but um, a lot of the things that did, you know, you look at the names and you're just like... And there was like a, it was like a tiered 
competitions. Like tier one was like our pitch packet that our group put together. Yeah. Everybody had to do that. And there was then also a lot that, of rules. Like you could yeah. not you couldn't do anything with alien or aliens pretty much. And it had to be in the spirit of alien. You could reference things to a degree, but you couldn't like use Ripley or Hicks or anybody like that. So it's like, okay, that's fair. And you look at some of the names of some of the things that got selected, and it goes against the rules. Like, there was something was involving... Was like Alien, a love story, or something like that? Yeah, there was Alien, a love story. Or it was like Alien, or it was like some some subtitle, colon, an alien romance, or something. It was something along those Either way, you're supposed to be making an alien horror film, and it's like, Alien, a fucking love story, really? Like, a lot of the projects that were selected versus ours, it was like, fuck you. But, um... I know. I know a lot of work went into you know our portion and everything yeah. else over that over that. And it's like going in. And hours. I remember in the rules, like the more you progress, the more you have to put together. Like you had yeah. actually had to put together a pitch to pitch a 20th Century Fox. You had to do like a whole pre-production packet going into what it's going to look like. Uh, there was a like it wasn't some willy-nilly con- fun fan contest. No, this was serious. This was a serious thing. Yeah, going for actual filmmakers with credits with skill. Um, and I'm sure one of the reasons we didn't get selected is because at that at time, the time we barely had any credits, if any. Yeah. So that was like I, I had literally just gotten off the ship, so all I had to my name were a few small business ads. I had a bunch of freelance work, but it's not like those projects went anywhere. So, yeah. Um, which, you, you, you want to know something? Hmm. Uh, this upcoming Monday is the one-year anniversary of me signing off the ships. Hmm. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And actually, Brendan, I have a, um, I won't go into, into too much detail about what the contest rules are because there's a lot we, I can read. I consider uh, yeah, and read it, it off. Is, but what, it's but, literally a novel's worth of rules. It, it, but what I will do though is I will give you the link so you can put it in the description below. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, which is which is fine. You know, add it in later. But um, uh, but yeah, there's uh, I mean it, there was a plethora of rules that were going on. Um, it, I would have loved us to to get the opportunity to give it a shot. Um, uh, but it was a long shot by anything. I honestly. It, Stuff like that, and then also... The fact I, that we had a team that submitted is great all on itself. Oh, yeah. it is. Very much so. Very much so. I don't put my, my faith on things like that. Those are often things to drum up um, publicity for the you know for the franchise. I, mean, I remember when I they had a open casting call audition for Star Wars and everything else. And then it came to Chicago. And, it, and I went to it. I did it, you know, and everything else. It was the most publicity-oriented thing I have ever seen. Like, the true definition of a catacall. Like, and the people that showed up, like, it's amazing, like, you know, uh, like, how many people don't take that profession seriously. Yeah. Acting seriously. Um, the people that were behind us and everything else were literally just fanboys of the, of the thing. Like, yeah, you know, I wanted to meet some producers. It'd be pretty cool if I was in a Star Wars movie, you know, right? Like, because I love Star Wars. Like and, and and I remember I came with two other guys who were like were actually actors. We showed up in the rules that said, you know, there's no need to bring a headshot and resume if you don't want to and everything else. And and these people just stood in line to shake hands with somebody and and, and say, Hey, wasn't that cool? We literally stood in line for like five hours just to say, Oh, thank you so much for coming and 
and I and, and they you know and they that was it. Like they literally just had you know a bunch of junior producers from from probably from Disney um, out there just to shake hands and collect some paperwork and then throw it in the dumpster in the back afterwards. So I think after that experience that I had with that kind of cattle call, you know, yes, it would have been wonderful, but I didn't put much stock into this yeah. contest. The only difference though was the contest at least had some more legitimacy. There was more yeah. they, rules. They were looking to actually make some and celebration. And they wanted to hire good people. And there here's was, the thing: this wasn't a widespread contest no. either. Like this thing was not announced like to the like. No, it, it, it's a miracle that even Jeff found this. Like it, I, part of the kind I, of wishes we didn't find it. Well, I know that you know because there was a lot of you know I I, I know that uh, um, I know he really wanted it to get that one done. So yeah. did I. Yeah, I know you did too. You know the you know I did too. You know I I. We all wanted to do it. Because um, like a, I said, it, it's the fact that. We had a team, and really, I think the mo- the most of the pack came from Jeff himself because our team was still pretty much in its infancy at that point. Like we were nowhere near the kind of collaborators that we are now. No, not at all. Um, especially since that was literally the first thing that I, I, I that's the thing I was pretty much introduced to him on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah which was, fun. was hey, like second... Brent, Brent, nice to meet you and everything else. Oh, hey, we have 24 hours yeah. to, to put together this contest. Like, it, it was literally... Okay. He, he put my name as director of photography based on a recommendation from you guys and the fact that he liked my personality. That is how little time I knew him for at that time. <laughs> You'd be surprised how often that happens in this industry. But... yeah. Um, but I, I, it's, we, we still talk, we still work together and it's a lot of good stuff has come from that collaboration. I'm sorry Um, you couldn't be here tonight because I would have loved to have had him, you know. I would have loved to have him here tonight. Because we would have, because this, because that conversation would have got extended another 20 minutes, (laughs) half an hour easily. Yeah, it's going on one. one fifty in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been that would have been well into that, and then and then he would have and then he he would have got up and said, "Hey guys, you want to you want to go to uh, ignite and go play some freedom?" No, I had to work in the morning, Jeff. It's three and I have to go home now. <laughs> but no, it's I do wish he was here because he he knows those rules inside and out. He would have been able to offer a lot more insight into that that the three of us could have right now, but I think it is an interesting background for us to cover that we did have that almost involvement with the um, 40th anniversary shorts. We certainly threw our hat in the rings. Yep, but yeah, we've done a lot of, all four of us have done a lot of good things since then, and we all have a lot of good things in the pipeline. Um, And yeah, Uh, that being said though, let's actually get into these shorts. Let's get into these shorts. Uh, Zach, what was the first one? Don't, you know what, here, let me bring up the names of these. Cause I, I think can, it was something like Containment or something like that? Something like that. Uh, uh, so let's let's start with talking about it. The first one, it wasn't bad. It's, it's the second best one of the shorts. And it has a good idea. Which, at, at, at the time of this recording, only the first four have been released. Yeah, like... The, the last two are going to be released later on tonight, but, you know, we, we wouldn't have enough time to record this podcast to get it up to you and stuff, so. Uh, just in case, you know, one of them actually has Bill Paxton's son in it, and he's actually going to be playing the son of Hudson in one of the shorts, so I'm actually looking forward to that, and I really hope it's good, because if it isn't, that's going to be kind of depressing for me, but, mm-hmm. yeah, just just a heads up. Give it a look. I, I hope it's great. Uh, but anyways, 
the short was the first short was okay. It had uh, some good ideas. It had some good imagery. Yeah, it, but the the biggest problem was it just didn't have enough time. Yeah, like there was a lot of stuff it tried to cover in dialogue rather than visuals, and it just came off as kind of rushed and clunky. But whenever the short left it to the visuals, it was really good. Um, so basically, it's about... Alien Containment. Is, containment? Yeah, this one's okay. Alien Containment. Um, so basically, it was about... Was it three or four people wake up on a, an escape pod? Three people, three people wake up, one of them's knocked out. One of them's knocked I, out. No, 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 the fourth one's knocked out. fourth one's knocked out. Apparently, there's evidence that there was a face hugger on it, on, on the escape pod, and... Yeah, it's, and I think it was a really good idea, but just, it couldn't fill out the short. And then when finally the chest booster comes out, you see, like, the edge of it. Yeah, like, you don't really even see the chest booster. Like, all the visual effects went into the actual ship yeah. and the spacing, and they were done very well. Like, for the time this thing had, it was, I felt it could have been done a little bit better, in my opinion. Um, I, I think there's some things they could have done. Yeah, and then after the chest burster, the, the one woman tried to kill it, but then there's the other one that's like, don't do it, it's so beautiful. But it's like, is, was she an android or a human? I don't know. No, she was human. She was human, so yeah. it makes no sense. Yeah. It made no sense. Like, character-wise, um, again, the biggest problem with this one is it just didn't have the time. I feel like if this one had more time, or if it was even put into a feature, there's a lot that could be yeah. done with it, and I see a lot of potential for this one. I want to like it, but I can't. I don't. I don't. I, hate I, it. I, I love. Like I love the the final image, which has been all over the advertising oh, yeah. shorts of uh, so pretty much the escape pod is docking onto this much bigger ship, uh, being rescued and everything. And, and she and, writes in blood, "Do not open." Yeah, and, and the camera just tracks out, and you get that that impossible yeah. CG tracking shot that looks really good. It, it looked good. The CG in that movie looked good. That short looked good. Like the virtual cinematography looks great. Yeah. Um, like, it's definitely, it's a piece with a lot of potential. It has a lot of merits, it has a lot of good things, but it also has a lot of clunky writing in yeah. it as well. I, I would say the writing is probably its worst aspect. Yes. Um, the next one was Night Specimen. Specimen. Yeah. This one was um, just... Eh? There was a very odd music choice in this one. This one, it I... It was a very poppy... You know, they yeah. said these alien shorts were supposed to invoke the horror of the first alien movie. There was this a music didn't... choice that reminded me of Miley Cyrus. Sure. Um, that's all I remember of this one. It's not good. It's not memorable. You don't give a damn about the characters. There's a synthetic dog that makes no sense. It supposedly bites the facehugger, but its mouth doesn't bleed from the acid. And also, there's a really bad CGI shot of the of the facehugger. Like, yeah. And here's the thing. When we first saw this one, we are just like, okay, we don't know the budget constraints of these pictures, so... Yeah, like, we were... like because... Okay, so in this contest, you were given a certain amount of money, and you were given resources. This isn't like, okay, we like your idea, now go make it. It's yeah. no. They actually gave you money, they gave you a budget, they gave you resources. Um, and, yeah, as we're watching these things, it's easy to watch and be like... Well, why didn't they show this? Why didn't they show that? We can say that all, all we want, but at the end of the day, we never made it into that room. We have no idea what kind of budget they yeah. had. We had no idea what kind of constraints they had. 
We had no idea what the lawyer talks were like. We had no idea what kind of mandates they were given. There's a lot of behind the scenes of the behind the scenes that we're not aware of. And, and because we're film people, we know it's like yeah, we don't want to so go too hard. But at so the, on, on one hand, it's yeah, we could ask why did they do this, why did they do that, all we want, but we don't we don't know that they could have had that conversation. The filmmakers could have wanted to do that, but for whatever reason, we're given the stop. Yeah, uh, we don't know. It's hard when um, it's hard when you're doing somebody else's stuff. Yeah, you're doing you know. Uh, proprietary stuff on you know you're doing lore right, on when you're else. a director for hire or in this case when you're a contest winner pretty much and you have freaking even more rules then. yeah correct and you um, have less control yeah um so we did have a lot of those okay let's just see what the later shorts do with the effects because that's the thing about these first three shorts you don't you don't see, see a zenith you don't see the aliens you barely see the face huggers. You barely yeah. see the chest bursters. And when you do see them, they're very poorly done for the most yeah. part. Um, yeah, like the second one was very just. It was forgettable. It, it wasn't good. The third one. The third one's the worst one. Oh, the third one was bad. It was just. I a, I literally remember nothing of it. I just like remember, I like that one. I remembered so like the second one. I remember the song choice. I remember the dog. I remember elements of it. I didn't care enough about it to rewatch it. Uh, Night shift, the third one. Yeah, night shift. Um, it was. Poor. I skimmed through the YouTube video before this, and even then, like that was only a couple hours. I don't remember anything. It was very like, poorly written. It was an poorly shot. Remember. There was nothing good about it. There was absolutely nothing good. It, it makes, it's it's just a crap story with a xenomorph facehugger in it. That's I, I, it. I don't even want to dwell on it. Yeah, um, just just skip it. Yeah, there's no I, reason. I was doing this to talk about the fourth one because Alien that one was or. phenomenal. Alien or O R E, loved it. Freaking loved it. Oh, absolutely. This it, it was because of this that I actually I hate the second and third one. Yeah. Because it, what they did with the budget they had was phenomenal. Like. These people knew the alien lore, you, you and they had, did phenomenal work. So it's with basically it. about this um, mining team. Yeah, uh, they work in shifts. One shift is ending; the other shift's coming in. Um, there's a person that got a face hugger in the mine. Uh, they find it. Uh, they find the eggs, and then of course you see the eggs. Mm-hmm. You see the xenomorph. There's a plot that there's good weather effects, yep. there's good planet effects, there's good, the editing is phenomenal. And pretty much what it is is you have the uh, corporate person, French Waylon Yutani person, absolutely part of the corporation. Um, but you know the person itself, one of those corporate, yes, yeah. the corporate stooge. Um, she has so pretty much the shift that's coming in. There's a xenomorph. They go into the elevator, and the corporate stooge is just like, you need to come back up here. And the one lady who takes charge from the mining team, she's like, no, if we go up there, that thing's going to follow us up. But of course, the corporate stooge has the, um, the uh, instruction to... Ensure the survival of the organism yeah. over everything else. All priorities are second. All other priorities are secondary. Yeah, so it becomes this thing where it's just like the mining team's just like, okay, we either obey the corporation... 
or we fight it ourselves and maybe we die maybe we get it and it's character motivations were great character interactions were great effects were great the it was, xenomorph oh when that xenomorph was running I, like you heard my oh yeah I was like oh whoa they um, did it very an excellent use of lighting and CGI yeah beautifully used um I don't have a single negative thing. I don't have a no, single I, remotely I, negative thing. I want to. I want to see a full movie. I want more. I either want to see a full movie or an extended short, like yeah. half hour even. Yeah. This has so much potential for a great story. It. Oh man, I. I'm actually very. I, I'm looking forward to the one with Bill Paxton's son. I yeah. kind of hope that because they're bringing him in, or it's going to be a tough one to beat. Oh, it is absolutely. You know, I, I'm glad that we got one that actually had really good quality to it. Again, it's a shame. The, fr- the first one had a good idea, just didn't have yeah. enough time. Two and three were gut- terrible. The fact that they even got selected is kind of insulting. Yeah, it's, I don't, like, I understand why containment was chosen. Um, I don't understand why Night Shift or Specimen were chosen. Neither I did. totally understand why Or was chosen. Oh, Or was great. Um, and I guess that's having been part of a team that's submitted for this contest it is an interesting um, added point of view where as we do watch these shorts, we ask ourselves, do we see why this short was chosen? And for two of them, I say, yes, I see why. And for two of them, I say, no, no. I don't see why. I, 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 two I out of can't. four. Half two. and half. Yeah, There's two so. more left. So I, I really hope the last two are good. Yeah, I mean, they saved them for Alien Day. So yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. the last one was really good. Mm-hmm. So. Um, best for last. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be um, very disappointed if it's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to them. Like, And it, b- before we watched Alien Or, like, we've been watching them the Fridays that they've been released. And the we, first three. The first... The, Fourth one we skipped. We didn't watch until Monday because we had filming to do. But also, Zach came home that Friday. And was like, Brandon, we have another Alien short to watch. I was like, I don't want to. The last two are so bad. I really don't want to watch this <laughs> yeah. one. Um, but then Monday, we just you know we're just kind of chilling, recovering from the <laughs> night shoot we had. Yeah, no, we it's like we were looking for stuff. I had to stay up, and I'm just yeah. like. You know what? Let's watch this. We need to get it out of the way. Alien Day's coming up, and we—I we, I need to watch it at least. So I'm making you watch it with me. And I'm glad. Oh, I, I, I went kicking and screaming, but at the end of it, I was like, "Okay, I'm really glad I watched that." Like that put that made me. It made me super happy, and it also made me angry. Yeah, because I, I'm assuming all the shorts had the same budget. Same here. I don't know if they did, but I'm assuming that they did. Considering the great use of effects and set design from the first one, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume they did. I mean, one would hope so. It was so. just very yeah. poor like use. Like, it, it would be weird if they gave, like, they're looking for six shorts. It would be, like, maybe they're, I don't know. Like, it's not like the shorts are in competition with each other. Yeah, or because... Like that. Uh, no, they're, they're all part of the 40th anniversary collection for yeah. a reason. You would want these to be as good as possible. Yeah. And, and there was there was, there was was six winners. There wasn't, yeah. it, it wasn't like they're still it's competing. Not, I, I don't believe it was like, oh, one story got the first prize and the other five yeah, got no, the no, 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 I, no. I believe it was like, there are, there are six winners. Yeah. And you all got to make something. Um, I think that's how they did it. So I'm, I'm like 85 to 90% sure they had the same budget. Um, but seeing with what or did um, two and three become 
inexcusable compared exactly. to ore. Like the, the, the quality of ore is so phenomenal that you just look at two and three and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Well, you know what though? I mean, you know who knows what the fuck they're doing and you know who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, and sometimes if if you really probably dug your research in and you looked at those two shorts that probably weren't that good, you could probably find something in those people's IMDBs that connects them back to somebody that's working at Fox. Family member, you know, I... I but, I'm not going to disagree with them on that one. I mean, you know, it, that happens a lot. You know, it, That is our industry in a nutshell. And, you know, every time you see something bad, you go, who do you know? Who did you fuck? And, and, and not even that, but who do you know? Who are you related to? You know, I mean, I know that makes me cynical, but, you know, but at the same time, though, a lot of times it's true. Like, I've seen a lot of, you know, shit. And then I look at it and I'm like, who the fuck do you know? And then they go, oh, that's who you know. You know, you know this person, you know that person, you're related to that person. You know, you're in bed with that person. So, yes, does it make me slightly cynical and bitter? Perhaps. But it's kind of the truth. But, I mean, there are also contests, and I don't know if this contest had the same thing, but there are a lot of contests like this that if you read the very, 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 very fine print, you, there is usually a section that's like, you cannot enter if you are related to somebody that works at such and such company or its parent companies. I don't know if this contest had that. Mm. Um, I'd be surprised if it didn't because it is a common thing. Well, we're not related to anybody. But it's, um, it would be interesting to see what was actually in the original pitch materials for those two. Maybe there, maybe there was something in the original pitch that didn't translate to the final film. Perhaps. There, there's always that as well. Perhaps. Um, yeah. No, I hear you on that. Um, I can't think of anything else alien related. No, I think we pretty much covered the gamut on this one, gentlemen. Yeah. The um. Uh, well, we've got the cat on the table. The snake, the official uh, cat of living nightmares. The um uh, is is jumps on the table. Like, hey, what are you guys doing? What are you up to? Um, He's my little fluffy baby. The um, uh, I mean, um. Uh, you know, you know what, and I, and I, if you like, I can talk about the production for two seconds. I know one thing in particular that we could talk about. I say save it. But if you want to save it, we can always save yeah. that little it's, tidbit for it's next late. time. <laughs> yeah, we got it's it's early. Hours. It is two o seven a.m. on Friday, April twenty sixth. Happy I'm Alien sure Day, everyone. You've noticed a slight decrease in energy in our voices. Indeed. Um, but. I'm proud that we stayed with it. We covered pretty much every alien-related thing that we possibly could have. Um, I can think of the right ups, now. the downs, the disagreements, yeah. um, the laughs, the cries. It was fun. Um, but you know what, though? It's over, man. It's over. Rest in peace, Bill. <laughs> Rest over, in peace, man. Bill. Game over. Game over, man. Um, but yeah, I, I think we've definitely deepened our appreciation of the first two movies, even in, of three and four. Uh, the AVP movies, I think, the first one we're definitely pretty indifferent about. The second one, like Mark and I couldn't even finish it. Uh, Prometheus, Zach, I understand your opinion. I hope that you can at least... Like I, said, I, I, I hope you can at least respect no, my I, opinion. Like I said, more. I do. It's like I said... If you take the fact, if you take all the alien-related shit out of there, 
sure, I probably would have enjoyed it, but you put it in the alien universe, and that's where I am a problem. But it I, doesn't make I, any I, sense I do hope you at least see where I'm No, 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 from. I do, I do. Like, um, it's just that one big gripe I have. But at the end of the day, whether you hate Prometheus or if I love Prometheus, United We Stand, I, I, Covenant, I mean, hey. fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, yeah. Uh, the um, uh, I'm glad I kind of dodged that bullet. So yeah, uh, again, the, don't let Ridley Scott touch the Alien series, please, for the love of all things unholy. The um, um what the hell is this one name? Um, uh, District Nine. Uh, Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, let's. I want to see no, his Alien movie. I, I don't. Look, I, I love District Nine, but Champion Elysia. No, no, no. Look, look, look. I understand what you're saying, but he even said that he's not going to do that with Alien. He he understands. See, he actually gets the fan base. He knows that if he pulls something like that, he's going to piss a lot of people Steel off. Long camp, based on his three movies, I have no reason to believe that he's not going to cover everything in trash. So, and on, uh, I, and on that note, okay. um, uh, on that note, I think, I think um, me and the other two gentlemen will be signing off. Please, um, please, please, please uh, like us and subscribe us at the bottom. Um, uh, we will be uh, sharing updates. Um, next week about uh, our uh, yeah we'll be sharing details about the production of episode two of Living Nightmares. It certainly uh, was a. Uh, we have, I don't think we've decided on a main topic yet. Oh, Mark, uh, actually, question of the podcast. <laughs> oh God, damn it! The um, uh, you know what? I think we'll. Oh, I think we'll put. We'll it, make it a quick one. Make it a quick one. Um, God, uh, the um. Favorite sci-fi movie? Shit. <laughs> aliens or 2001 Space Odyssey? Uh, aliens. Aliens. Um, damn. Yeah, it's a really good one. That's yeah. A, uh, it's a really good one. The, uh, I'll also put Clockwork Orange up there, though strangely, I don't what? Consider it sci-fi? What? A lot of people, Hold up. How? A lot of people consider it sci-fi. Who in the seven hells considers Clockwork Orange sci-fi? I consider it just a straight-up drama. Sure, that I could see, but sci-fi? Uh, uh, enough people consider it sci-fi that I'm just going to throw its title in there. Uh, fuck it. Um, I, I, uh, and I don't care about the movie enough to give a it damn. It's one of my 25 favorite movies. So I'm, I, I'm, I probably gonna have to, I'm probably going to have to go with uh, you know Star Trek as a whole. But, uh, but yeah. Oh, wait, can I say Star Wars? No, well, I mean, that's, that's, that's space fantasy, but okay. Yeah. The, um, uh, I'm, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> yeah, not gonna involved in that one, but yeah, that's, I figured I'd keep it nice and simple. I'll have more detailed ones, uh, next time around. Um, and then we will be talking about episode two next time around and our filming experience and how we learned how to get somebody towed. Yep. Uh, spoiler alert, apparently. Yeah, spoiler uh, alert. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, this is really fun alien conversation. Yeah. Uh, this will be up hopefully today. Hopefully within the next twenty four hours, yeah, yeah, yeah. depending on yeah, because uh, we're done. Yeah, yeah. thank um, you everybody. The, yeah, uh, we're probably gonna miss the Monday upload for our regular podcast, but we've got a lot of good stuff coming. Oh yeah, hell yeah! So like I said, please like and subscribe below, and then um, and then please 
Follow us on uh, oh. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, yeah. YouTube, YouTube, our YouTube channel. Uh, my YouTube, which we'll be uploading, and we'll put all the links to all of our lovely social media. Yeah, please the smash that like button, and also hit the notification button so you can know when all our videos are uploaded. And then also hit the share button so you can tell all your friends about us too. Uh, share us on Facebook. Now we're this out. Yeah, well, yeah, because we're, right. we're definitely good. So, right. uh, signing off, Mark Conway. This is Brandon Rakowski. That too. And that's Zachary Smith doing his little Terminator thing. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Happy Alien Day, everyone. Happy Alien Day. Die.